Heresy and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the war master Horus and his three brothers, Mortarian, Fulgrim and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Istvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless, after the Emperor's favoured son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionaries survive the onslaught thanks to some quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker, under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? Uh... This is episode 25 of the Radio Free Istvan podcast, a 30K Horse Heresy podcast. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Michael, out of Texas, and I got Ryan out of Indiana over here. Go and say what's up, Ryan. What's going on, everybody? Dude, 25 episodes. Just like non-fucking-stop, dude. Like I've, I've not done that many. Well, I mean... You, you're non-fucking-stop. I'm part-time, apparently. So... I guess, what does that make you, like, I can't remember. Like, you came in, what, on, like, episode nine? Five or six. Five or six? Yeah. You got the time in, son. You got time in. <laughs> just low man on the just low man on the seniority poll. <laughs> so, 25 episodes. Dude, we got a, we got a pretty, pretty nice little 30K episode today, man. We got a lot to talk about. Just uh, just looking at the little notes here, we got a whole bunch of shit that came out, man. There's some events going on that we got to witness this weekend. So this is Sunday, guys. We're recording right now on Sunday. You'll probably get this by tomorrow, Monday. And so we got to watch the whole, like, Scandis thing happen in front of us because they're in the future to us, and we're living in the past compared to them, which, yeah, you know, on the earth, that's kind of weird. Yep. Weird. You know, like I always think about, like it's very weird that and this is just like one of those weird tangent things. You can have a baby born at the exact same time, like, but there'll be like a day old difference. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you could have like a baby born in China at the exact same time. A baby, like they, they're both pushed out at the exact same time, mm-hmm. but they're born on different days. Yes. Okay, sorry. But that's just because we assign arbitrary numbers and time to, like... Oh, yeah, a, I forgot. I forgot a, you hate a linear. <laughs> I forgot you're not a birthday person. No, I don't get it. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, we got... We're going to talk about uh, this Prospero box that, like, pretty much leaked everywhere. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to touch base. We're going to talk about some hobby progress, of course. We're going to go over some Scandis stuff that we saw... Uh, the Warlord raffle happened today, so uh, I think some dude named Nick won the Titan, but we'll, we'll go over that here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your event coming up. Then we have a Stormlord question, some Raven Guard advice. A buddy from Denmark, not Denmark, sent us a, sent us a follow-up. Our buddy Jonathan sent us a follow-up, and then we also got some pictures that we'll talk about, but we're gonna actually going to post them on the uh, picture dump about that Aegis defense line we talked about an episode or two ago with the dead squats. We're about to go over that. Yeah. So before we get into any of that, how's life treating you, Ryan? Where are you at right now in life? How's everything going? It's great. I finally, I'm going to start back on my normal work shift on Monday. So no more six to six, which is nice. That is nice. That's like, 
you know, I mean, we got we made it work, but I feel like, I, it, honestly, I felt like like today we moved the recording from Saturday to Sunday because I was like, you know, I, I don't I feel bad because you like seem extra tired whenever we record on Saturdays because like you're getting off of work, you got to take a little nap, you come up, you wake up, you're groggy. Well, the last the last one we we did, there was one that we did that I came home and took a two hour nap, and then got up and did the podcast, and then took an hour nap, and then had to run my game night until four in the morning. Yeah, so that's what we we get Zach in. He helps you out like he's like a, the ringer to come in so you can <laughs> <laughs> not talk he, so much. Yeah. By the way, Jake is uh, still in still in Huntsville playing at that tournament mm-hmm. i forgot he was in that two-day tournament gotcha we're gonna try and sneak a covenant of fire on this podcast but yeah nope no planning no planning no we planning gonna, at all exactly nope, nope we just discussed it hey why don't we just call him in the middle of the podcast and see if he answers but i know uh, he listens he, he listens to this podcast so sorry jay yeah i just told him good luck yeah hopefully he sweeps that 40k tournament he was 0-3 last I talked to him. Oh. I don't know if I should. Maybe he didn't want to put that out there. I don't know. <laughs> I told him there's no shame in it. It's 40K. There's some crazy shit in 40K. Uh, I bet he's been seeing some crazy stuff. What, is he at, what, what, uh, what tournament is he at? Do you know? I have no idea. Isn't there one going on right now? Like in... Man. It's 40K. I wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah, but I think the guy from... Uh... Pop Goes the Monkey was looking for tickets for that. And I want to say it's like the... Is it in Atlanta? Oh. There's a big one in Atlanta coming up because one of the guys that comes up here from Kentucky, him and his brother are going to it. That's Warzone Atlanta. Yeah. I don't he's know. going to that. I, I don't think it is. He says he's in Huntsville, so... But that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So looking at the website, Wars in Atlanta sold out. I knew it was sold out. No, that's in November. Okay. So he's not there. He's just in Huntsville at some 40K tournament. But anyway, regardless, go check them out. Covenant of Fire podcast. He's one episode down, right? Hasn't come up with another episode. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think just the one. Yeah. He's one, one episode in. New podcast. Check him out. But. Anyway, back to you, back to back to how your life's going. So that's good. So I hadn't like really seen my wife in three weeks. Okay. So hopefully her boyfriend was keeping her company, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't care as long as he helps with the bills. We're good to go. Um, so as long as he washes his dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't oh. leave your shit. Don't, don't leave your shit laying around. Help with the bills. We're Take good the to trash go. out. <laughs> pass each other in the driveway wave see ya um, <laughs> so uh yeah i hadn't really hadn't seen her in a couple weeks just because of work at her work um we did our normal game night i shot that video of our game night how off the hook it's gotten just for like a little local club it's pretty cool I sent you that video i'll post that up i'll post that up on this picture dump um, I thought it, it it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. We get lots of new guys. We, uh, I think the last three times we've hosted, 
we've gotten new people every time, which is pretty pretty cool. I saw your and, driveway just like cars galore. Like it looked like you were a used car lot. Yeah, my driveway is like 145 feet long, and it was full. Like all like, and it's two lanes wide, but I make everybody park in one row so that people can get out. Yeah. But the, it was all like one whole lane from end of the driveway all the way to the other end is full. And then they started parking in the grass up the road. Like, because there was too many cars here. <laughs> Man, dude. Like, if you had an actual game store, <laughs> like, you would be like... Well, I do, but I don't... You can't have that many people in it. It's too small. Yeah. Jesus. I need, like, a... I mean, it'd be like to host my club, we would have to have like a venue that people host events at like actual like these people that host events like, hey, I'm going to host this event and run this tournament. I'd need that every other weekend for just my game club. That's, That's just not feasible. That's just not feasible. That's real life, man. So I need to build a like gaming. I thought about building. I was going to call it a meat hall, but it was just going to be like a giant fucking pole barn in the woods. I call it my meat hall. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. You should, dude. Why don't you? Are you? I'm not fucking made of money. That's why I don't like. <laughs> I'll send pull. I guess the expensive part would be concrete. Get all that concrete poured. Yeah. I guess you're not as invested as I thought you were. Yeah. I don't have. <laughs> I don't. I don't have like 100, 160 grand to blow on a pole barn to play 30k in. In the woods. In the woods. That's but cool, we've man. we've talked about that. It'd be kind of funny to because uh, I got this property behind there's property behind my house. I don't own it like, well, I'll show you when you get here. There's it's hard to envision, but we're on the very top of a hill. Right. Where I live. So because you're on like the, the road that's in front of my house runs along the ridge of this hill. So my house is slightly lower than the road because the the top like crest of the hill is the actual road. So everybody lives slightly below road level. So my there's all kinds of ravines going down the hill because as you know as water runs off. So my house is built on a point. So like if you have two ravines, they run you know into a point. Yeah. My house my house is built like at the the widest part of the mouth on that point. Okay. But behind me there's still flat ground, but it gets narrower as it goes further down the hill because there's ravines and then it eventually it just drops off itself. But I don't. I would have to buy the property behind me, which I could, the, the guy would sell it to get that flat ground. And then I could basically just extend my driveway back to this pole barn, but leave most of the trees where you wouldn't see it from like, even though my, I have some thick ass woods around my house. So I could build a pole barn back there and you wouldn't even be able to see it from my house. Like even out the windows or whatever, the trees are too thick. So I could build like this pole barn in the woods and just run a road back there. When you were at the pole barn, it would just seem like you were in the middle of nowhere, even though you're really not. You're still on my property. So it would be cool to build a like Mead Hall themed fucking pole barn and then just put a bunch of tables in it and just play 30K in it or play. Well, whatever games, but just massive glass windows and all this stuff. So like you can like look out and just see nothing but woods while you're playing well if you're gonna do that 
like if you're that's pretty fancy. If you're if we're just talking like dream scenario, I guess what you could do yes. <laughs> is make the walls where it's nothing but sliding glass doors. I've seen a, there's a restaurant like this in Illinois called the Firefly. It's just this great big long ass restaurant. And the walls are just totally like sliding doors. So you can open all these doors in the summertime and just have it, it then it becomes like almost like a shelter house where it's open on all sides. Yeah. But then you can close all the doors and turn the air conditioning on. So it's like, a, imagine a shelter, a big long ass shelter house with like glass doors, you know, like nothing but glass around it. That's what that place looks like. That'd be fucking badass. It sounds like it would not insulate very well, but it'd be badass. Yeah. And the, yeah. It wouldn't be great. I think I just do like traditional, you know, whatever. Just I thought it'd be pretty badass to have a giant, like a giant ass, like either a fire pit in the middle with like almost like a hood above it to suck the smoke out, just like a big open fire pit, or have like a giant ass fucking fireplace That'd be fucking in one end of it. So like just a big ass meat hall is exactly yeah. what you want. Yeah, I want to build it like a fucking meat hall, but just have gaming tables in it. With like 20-foot ceilings or something, or what? Do exposed beam. It's <laughs> fucking badass. It costs so much money. Just if, the fucking lumber kit would be like 80 grand. I'll play Mega Ball, and if I ever hit it, man. We can build my meat hall? I'll build That's if you wanted to you. build like a legit meat hall. I even thought about, like, because I've seen... Like my, the scheming side, I would never do this, but like the scheming side of me, I've watched like on TV, like Discovery Channel and shit, where they like recreate Viking homes or meat halls or like things like that from Europe, like for study for colleges and stuff. Yeah. So I thought about what if I just like bought the ground and like got some local college to, you know, build me a meat hall for with government money <laughs> for study <laughs> for research purposes and then just let them like you know, come out here and use it once a week, but I could still run my game club out of it. Dude, you seem like that's actually like a legitimate plan. You say that you're not about it, but like, I, I don't see why you wouldn't be. That seems like legit reason. Uh, like, eh, I'm good. I don't need any fucking bureaucrats money. I'm nah, good. Okay. I don't need any of that. I don't need those problems. Damn, dude. Like, now now you got me thinking, like, and this is such a cool conversation because I love having, like, the millionaire conversation. Like, the <laughs> what would I do if I hit the lottery tomorrow? And it's so rare that I get to have a conversation like that with somebody else who, like, enjoys, like, tabletop gaming as much as I do. Because, like, I can't tell, like, one of my coworkers, like, yeah, man, if I won lottery, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to buy this army, this army, and that army, and I'm going to get this person, that army. Like, you know, like, that's like one of the first things that comes to my head and like, I'm going to get them all like, I'm going to send them all to black label painting and they're all going to get just like fucking legit painted. And then, you know, I'm going to go fly, take an MKA course. And like, just, you know, it's just, you have all these like, like visions of grandeur, but I've well, never, I would, I would build like a giant ass legit. Cause I like having my club separate than my game store. I actually like that. Like some people think that that's weird or counterintuitive, no. but I like it because it's not, like we, it's not that we don't like like anybody who wants to come to the club can come. It's not like it's you have to pay membership fees or we exclude anyone. Right. But it's just nice to not. I don't like having it at the store because then you can have a club night and you don't have people coming in. Like it's not like a job; it's its own thing. It keeps it the hobby. Where if you make your hobby your job, then it just becomes work and you lose passion for it. I feel like. Yeah, I totally. If I hit the lottery, I totally wouldn't have any store 
to be honest with you. Well, I might do a store like I would just make it like a fucking actual legit store instead of like the little pissant one I have. Yeah. And then and then build my pole bar like a big like just hangout for my club. And then if the store hosted events or whatever, we just have it at my own venue. Could you imagine like what people would say? Like, could you imagine like if you were let's say like you you Let's say you weren't the millionaire that had the mead hall, right? Let's say okay, you were. I'm, the, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Let's say there was one, and you're like this 17 year old okay. kid telling your mom, "Hey, can you take me to this place?" And like every parent would be like, "How the fuck does this place make money? Like, what are they? Like, it's so nice in here." And it's like, oh, it's just some philanthropist, like there's a millionaire <laughs> that I'll built it, fun. and he just loves. Like, no parent would ever take their 16 year old to like this guy who, like. I, I, dude, I've thought about this so many times. Like, man, if I had so much money, because I've even like designed a game store in my head, like just like cool features that it would have. Let's hear. Him, Did man. I ever tell you? Okay, I love this, so talk. The, I love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the, the coolest, the coolest thing I've like thought, like if you could just build dream scenario, build whatever the fuck you want, right? Okay, but, okay. Let me let me just let me help you out. Five hundred million, bam, in your bank account. Do whatever you oh, want. Uh, yeah. So so here's the thing. So I'm actually I'm not an architect or anything like that like obviously not but like my house i helped design it like this is a custom home and i'm friends with a guy that builds houses so he would always bring in these home books when i uh because i knew i was gonna build my house like three years leading up and they have all these blueprints in it so i used to look through it all the time and just pick out features i wanted and try to find you know whatever so i have a general idea of what's possible what's not um, and then he took me in. I used to go to lunch with him every day from work. And because he was a contractor, we worked at IPL together, but he also builds homes on the side. So all these houses that he was building, we would sometimes stop, you know, into, on the way into town, you know, whatever. So I've seen all these homes and how they're built. It gives me, and it, you'd be amazed at just some of the stuff that people are capable of, like subcontract, you know, just like the talent and skills that people have. Okay. Like, he knows a guy that can take a chainsaw and do chainsaw carvings, but like will literally like build you a giant ass like fireplace mantle out of logs. Like so they'll just build you a mantle that's like it's made out of logs, and then he'll go in with like fucking chisels and a chainsaw and make it look like bears, like with like climbing a tree, like all kinds of crazy shit. You know, I've seen exposed beam shit, like some shit you see in crazy magazines and stuff. And that's wow. just here, like you know, so I know so I'm aware of if you have money, you know, what people will do shit for you <laughs> that and just what's possible, like, like cool ideas. So my cool idea for a game store, the coolest thing was to build. So you've ever seen like in like movies, like you, when you think of like a Conan setting or something like that, like shit that gamers are into like movies like that, like there's always like a pit fighting scene, like Conan where he fights in the pits and it's elevated. Yeah. It's like a fighting pit. Yeah. I always thought it would be cool to have like a fighting pit almost in the middle of the game store, but with like one table down there. It's like the grudge match room. Like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, play Johnny today in the pit or whatever. So like, and so, you make like, the walls like that uh, preformed, like it's preformed what? Like, what? Like you, they can put like concrete molds because it's just be poured concrete, but they they have like molds that on the inside of the mold that holds the concrete till it hardens can make it look like cobblestone or make it look like brick or whatever. 
So it would actually look like almost like Dungeon Ball is like a legit fighting pit or whatever with like fake weapons and shit hung on the wall. And you just have like one table down there and that's like the pit. And your other tables would be like up around it for normal gaming. And people could like fight grudge matches in there. And just because it'd be cool. Everybody's just like looking down at you like, oh man. Yeah, because that, that'd be the other thing because you'd have like stairs going down into it or whatever. Actually, you'd probably just have like a spiral ramp. That'd be the best. A spiral ramp that descends down into the pit. And then you have one table down there. And then you have railing above. And then when people came into the store, they would literally be looking down on the top of the table to get the perfect view of what's going on in the game. That'd be fucking legit. And then you'd have all your, you know, product and shit on the walls, you know, on the normal at normal floor level. And you'd have more tables up there, obviously, for people to play other games. And this is like a massive place to you. This would be like a hundred by like what a hundred like oh who knows who knows it'd be big and do you like i always like storefronts that have a lot of glass in the front where people can see into the store see all the products see all the cool shit going on so you'd have this like downtown indie or what like it'd be like in in your town or like in the woods i wouldn't put it in no this would be like in a it'd probably be like in greenwood or like a suburb of indy i wouldn't want it to be downtown um but it, you know, it'd be in a place more populous than Martinsville, where I live. Huh. And then um, I would still like to do my club here and build the meat hall for like events and shit. Because your store, it's really hard to have a store. Like, there's one that's here in uh, Indianapolis that he has gaming space for probably thirty or forty tables in his store. Like, he bought like an old like Dollar General or some shit. It's a giant ass building and of course you know playing a game store having game store you just don't need that much product so just the front little corner is product and then the rest of it is just like tables galore dang i mean it's big he can like i said he can have 40 probably 40 tables set up in there huh that sounds pretty badass that sounds like i think it's called fam family time games you might be able to look it up online it's called family time games I think I have. I think I have looked it up. Actually, uh, is that the one with the sliding glass doors? I like, don't. He ha- he has all those rooms that like they're glass rooms. No, 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 no. That's Comic Book University. Okay, that place yeah, is legit true. too. But that's a to- like they use that for role playing those rooms. The okay. one whole back. So Comic Book University is a comic book shop. It's fucking. Are you into comics? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, when we get to the part of talking about what we're going to do when you get here, we'll discuss that. But I might have to run you up there so you can check this place out. It's the coolest comic book shop I've ever been in. Okay. It's not at all what people think about when they think about a comic book shop. It's like this is pro, like, pro level. Oh, legit. This is like Versace on the Vegas Strip of comic book shops. Like, I can't figure out. Like, it's so nice. Like, so nice. <laughs> that's how. That's what I want people to say about my millionaire club. Whenever. Yeah. I hit the lottery, but it's funny you brought this up because me and Tim from I Have Horus were laughing because we both you you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast too, don't you? Yeah. Did you see the one with Dan Blitzarian on there? No, but I didn't know that he was on there. Now that I do know, yeah, I'm, that's going to be one of the first ones I'm going to listen to as soon as I get to work. Yeah, so he was on there, and that's like what he does. Like he made a bunch of money playing poker or whatever, and, and then, then he, just he does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah, he's like his profession is baller. Like yeah. that's his profession. Like all he does now is party and fucking be wild. And he takes photos of it and tweets about it or whatever. And people Instagram. subscribe. He's a and king he's, Instagram. Yeah. He's basically money monetized 
partying kind of like Paris Hilton or whatever, you yeah. know, like something like that, like become a celebrity just so like he just parties so fucking hard and people find it so interesting that he's like, he's in Paris one day and now he's on this yacht this day and he's got all this shit and he's shooting guns and driving a tank and doing all this crazy shit. And so people follow him or whatever. And, uh, he's done some crazy shit. He tells a funny story on there about how he had two, two heart attacks in a 24 hour period, just from fucking <laughs> partying and doing drugs. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's so fucking tight. So anyway, it's just funny you brought this conversation up because like that's like we're talking about some nerdy. I'm going to build a game store. And he's like, well, that's cool. I'm going to drive a tank and bang 50 chicks. <laughs> I actually I just looked up Dan Bilzerian's fucking uh, uh, Instagram because oh, I have yeah. on Instagram. And yeah, uh, that's so. the werewolf that Joe Rogan has at his podcast studio. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So, anyway, yeah, it's nice to think about. I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, I know it'll never happen with me because I don't typically play the lottery. Yeah, I don't either until like it gets like stupid big, and I'm like, you know what? This could be it. It never is. Could be. I mean, somebody's got to win, I guess. But it's also when you really think about it, it's just an extra tax on people who are bad at math. Yeah. <laughs> I would so, build a But people people love to gamble. People love to gamble. It's like built into like human biology that they like to gamble. Yeah, that's the way you do it. So but um yeah, that's what I do. Like I don't I'm one of those guys that you it's kind of cliche that's like I ain't gonna change nothing. I hit the lottery. Like I change a little bit, but for the most part, like I don't understand having like a 30 bedroom house. Like it's just a bunch of shit you have to clean or hire somebody to clean. You're never going to see all those rooms. It's just me and my wife and fucking couple dogs and a cat. Like who gives a fuck? I don't need all that. I don't understand. Put all your money in your meat hall, bro. Yeah. I just need a big, I just want a big building to like socialize in, throw parties and shit like that. Like build a meat hall for gaming and whatever. That's all I need. I'm happy with my, I love this house. This house I'm in now, it's something I never thought I would fucking own 10 years ago. If you just showed me pictures of this place 10 years ago, I'd have laughed at you if you told me that I owned this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, if I, if I hit the lottery, if I like hit the lottery, did, did all that shit, I would straight up start like a 30 K like league like live league and i'd pay like announcers to come in and like li we'd live stream games like it'd be like just straight your, up games your 500 going. your 500 million dollars would not last very long <laughs> what are you kidding me like yeah i'm not you can't make a professional league like you would lose so much money i'm not i'm not saying like a professional league i'm saying like it'd be like a youtube channel with like live stream it'd be so cheap it'd be so cheap to have yeah like, you well, it would be yeah, cheap comparatively speaking. If you have five hundred million dollars, I guess. Yeah, it'd be so cheap. Like it would be like have like Twitch, YouTube, all this shit going on. I'd have this like big ass building. It's like that had a bunch of tables in it, and then they every table would be set up with like, you know, basically the basic equipment to get cameras mounted and stuff like that. It's like okay, y'all playing on this table, mount cameras, turn on lights, bam, we're streaming. And then you have like 
two uh like you have like a broadcast room with like big ass switcher and stuff like that probably like a 50 grand broadcast room of just like just straight up somebody watching and like two commentators like saying like okay this is what's going on and then like i put it on twitch i put it on youtube and then maybe get picked up by like espn 12 or something (laughs) like you just have these like war games going on and they're just like straight up live streamed out and then it's like oh it's like oh you uh we have like you know, we have to do, like, pro-painted armies. Like, all these armies are pro-painted by Black Label Painting. Or, you know, like, you have all these, like, really nice models to move, like, really nice terrain. And it's like, you could come in and, like, submit your list. Like, this is what I want to play. We get the models for you, get them all ready, and then, like, prepare them for you. Or you can bring your own models if you're, you know, got them all painted. Like, that's my, like, ideal. Well, that's, it's funny that you said that because I'm such a Luddite. Like, you're so into technology and shit. Like, I look at you in awe. I'm like, I can't hardly figure out this fucking iPhone I've had, and I've had it for, like, a year. And you're, like, talking all this shit, and I'm like, yeah, I'd have, like, lights in it so we could see. (laughs) Like, yeah. I need, like, two brooms. I mean, think it, like, you're like, I'm gonna have all this shit, the broadcast booth, I'm like, I'd have a fireplace in it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> i'm telling you like if i hit the lottery uh, i'll like i'll fly you down and we'll we'll just design it out together like we'll get your badass like mead hall idea with like cool ideas and then like i'll work my broadcast station into that and we'll just build this like oh if you did the mead hall the one thing you would have to have you, i mean obviously you'd have a bathroom out there and then one one side of it either like as an add-on to the side or just like you'd wall off part of it i would have these little rooms like just like a door and you'd go in and there'd just literally be like a bunk bed with a window with like a, a desk and then like a little like wardrobe to put your shit in and you'd have literally like several of those all along the wall so if people wanted to come in for an event they could just stay here it'd be like almost like army barracks or whatever but or just be like two people to like a little room <laughs> oh, to stay in it. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man. And then, like, okay, you want this place to be somewhat caught. Like, you want it to recoup some of its own cost. So, like, you could attach like a brewery to it since you're doing meat hall anyway. <laughs> you could. Like a little microbrewery. Oh, man. See, like, all these, like, all these ideas in a sense it's a meat. Well, my wife, my wife's a fucking baker. She's a professional chef, so you could put her fucking bakery there. Just so have nothing a bakery but bakery to it too. Just have nothing but beer, beer and fucking dessert. Whenever you want it. Like Every. fucking fr- fresh pastries and beer. So I feel like in gaming. my head, that's probably gonna like like to build everything I want to see, it's probably gonna drop like ten mil. Just easy. Like easy ten mil. Man, it's it's pretty cheap. Well, I'd, we'll, I'd we'll build get, it. I'd you, build it closer to Houston. Yeah. Well, you're coming out here for my event. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get. Well, I have to talk. I have to kind of talk about it early. But when you come out here, I'll show you stuff. Like, okay, so I know the guy who built this, and I know what it costs to build, and we'll have you guess the price because it's cheap to build here. The cost of housing here, you can get something super fucking nice for really not that much money. Stop trying to talk me into building my super million dollar. Oh, game I'm not, club. I mean, if you had five hundred, <laughs> I'm just saying here, like all that shit you described, that bakery stuff. Like when you said ten mil, that's like you wouldn't need. You could do the. You could do all that shit we're talking about here in Indiana for less than a million, probably. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Serious. Hold on. 
Hold on, I'm gonna start like funneling you money so you can like make it like three times the value in indie. Like, yeah. Well, it's not. We'll we'll talk about it. when you get here. We'll we'll discuss it. I'll show you some stuff. Yeah, I really want to make Warhammer 30k 40 like 30k 40k. You know, fucking Age of Sigmar, all that. I really want to make live streaming a thing for it. Like, cool. uh, like, like we did it. Uh, South Texas and Flames Two. We're gonna do that yep. again in South Texas and Flames Three. It's just you know, it you know if we do it like twice a year, it's like not a big thing. But I mean that's straight up. We had a broadcast station out there. We had three different cameras. We had a switcher. We had you know announcers and all that stuff. Like that's what me and my roommate do. Like for like our side job, we work with a film festival in town, and like we have access to all this equipment. So like. If they ever need us, we'll break off and we we go like we will. Well, that's that's what made poker big. Remember when poker got really big? That's, that's what I'm saying, the, dude. Yeah, that they people just started because they started filming where you could see, you know, their two cards, and they had like cameras where you could see all the cards and note like, and they would build the drama. And you had guys that were in an announcer booth that obviously the players can't hear that are talking about. Well, this is what this guy's thinking because he has these cards and, you know, this and that, and that's what made poker so big. And then the government got all pissy because they wanted to get their hand in it, so they shut everybody down and ruined everything. I didn't know like, about all that. Well, that's why there's no, like, you can't get online and, like, they had the, they think they called it, like, Black Friday or some shit where they, like, went in and stole all of Ultimate Bet's money. The government did, like, froze all the accounts and all that shit, like, no online gambling. So now oh, you can't so like online, no online poker. Okay. Yeah, that's but that killed like it lost everybody's interest got lost because like somebody that lives in bumfuck Ohio that wanted to, you know, be like Chris Moneymaker or whatever can't do that anymore because you can't play online. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian, <laughs> Chris Moneymaker, <laughs> is, that, is that an actual person? Chris Moneymaker. <laughs> yeah, he would. Chris Moneymaker was just some like average fucking Joe that started watching poker on TV and thought, Hey, I could do this and started with like 10 bucks and turned it into several million dollars of one world series of poker. Oh, that's fucking cool. And that's his real name. Chris moneymaker. Did he change his that name was... to moneymaker afterwards there? No, I think that's his fucking name. I don't know. Could be, who knows? <laughs> it's not the story. Just keep going. <laughs> I get it. I don't, I really don't know. I'm not like balls deep into poker that much. It just used to be, I used to have like four channels at my house or whatever. I don't know. And it was on. Watched it. So, anyway. So, I don't even know what we were talking about before we went on this long, if we were millionaires tangents. Uh, You were asking me about how my life was. Yeah, I was asking how your life was, and you were talking talking about your game club, and then you are saying, like, I wish I had a bigger place, and then then we were talking about your meat hall, and then it was like millionaire talk, and... Yeah. So now we're talking about live Warhammer for 40k 30k. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean anyway, yeah, that's probably what I do, build me a meat hall whatever. I like the I like the lifestyle I live. I'm I'm living the dream right now, like for real. Like I made it to where like I don't know. I'm not like a super over the top person and I grew up pretty poor. So, like, I set these goals that I, at the time, when you're in a certain scenario, you feel like you're unachievable, and I've already achieved all that shit, which is a good thing. But now it's kind of like, well, I'm there. Like, I could die tomorrow and know that 
I made it to where I wanted to be. <laughs> so that's so nice. It is nice. You. I'm a happy guy. You went from baked beans no. to yeah. So used to used to not be that happy. Now I'm happy. Now I can wake up every day and be like, I'm not like that anymore. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> Don't have to worry about shit. It's awesome. I love it. So anyway, um, yeah. So I'm trying to think what else. Um, am I supposed to be talking about hobby progress or just life stuff? Did we make it? I don't know what's going on. You know what, dude? Yeah, let's jump into hobby progress. Let's get there. Uh, and honestly, hold on before we go any further. Everyone out there listening right now, if you have some like insane idea of what you would do if you hit the lottery, war game wise, hit us up. Send it, send it to us in an email because I want to hear like all what people think because like, I think we all think differently. So if you're listening right now and you hit the lottery send in what you would do with that lottery mo- money, like Warhammer 30K-wise. I, I really want to know. I'm waiting to see, like, the kind of shit that we're going to see. So, anyway, go ahead. Hobby progress. Let's see where you're at. I, okay, so I finished painting uh, all those Ogrens, um for my militia army. So I painted 10 of those. I think we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast. Yeah, we, and, you sent us pictures, too. Yeah, and then... Um, so this week... I painted what, 11 of the standard militia guys for my army, like the whatever the middle, because you got grenadiers, and then you have militia, and then you have levies. Yeah. So the guys I'm using as militia are the Forge World uh, upgrade kit that have like the skull faces, the iron skull mask thing. Right, yeah. So I have... I painted 11 of those guys, and then I painted 16 levies. So I guess I painted 27 militia dudes this week. So that's what I got done painting. And then I built these little, uh, for Max Mini, they're called Necro Hounds. I built uh, those three models there for my Black Shields. I'm going to pick one of them out and probably use it as a Cyber Familiar for my Reaver Lord. And then um, I'm building, that, still working on that giant-ass building for my event. Uh, and I ran out of Bastions, so I have to go try to find a Bastion today. Mm. Is so there any place nearby it. that would have any Bastions? Yeah, there's a couple other local game stores. Um, I tried ordering them from Games Workshop this week, and they're sold out, or on back order or whatever, so there's... I'll call that family time place. There's actually a Games Workshop corporate store up here too that may have one. Hmm. So I've actually bought bought something from there before, and um, I'm not sure if I should talk about that. We'll just we'll go, <laughs> move forward. <laughs> yeah, move forward. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I need to go find a Bastion. So I'll I'll call the GW store. I'll call. I got there's some there's a chain called the Game Reserve. There's several local other game stores, so I'll call around and see if anybody's got one and go grab one, so That's I can finish exciting. it. So probably try to finish that. Like I said, I've just been painting on my militia army, and uh, I'm gonna start building my black shields on Monday. I've got three anvilus claws here, um, so I'm gonna build my three anviluses, and I'm waiting. I ordered all my other stuff uh last week so i haven't got the shipping notification yet 
but I'm so I'm going to build those anviluses and be ready for that other stuff to arrive. And then if I get done with those and it hasn't gotten here yet, I'll work a little on my militia. But as soon as I get all the black shield models in, I'm going to go full bore on the black shields to try to get them ready for stiff slash adepticon. Huh. That's tight. That's awesome. But like we've talked about, I can't, I need to see the Adepticon events and how much the points limits and shit will be to make a decision. Right. Because I got Blood Angels in the mix too. So I may have to... So for Stiff, I could bring Militia or Black Shields. So... Or Blood Angels, honestly, like any of it. So if it's 2,000 points at Adepticon, I'm going to take my Blood Angels. I feel like it's the only army I have... It's the army I have that functions best at 2,000 points. Right, And what I mean by that, it's not like, because it's narrative, I don't necessarily care that it has to like super kick ass or whatever. It's when I say function, I can get the models that I want to use and meet the theme requirements and fluff requirements in my head of how my list should function at 2,000 points. I can't do that with Militia because I'm loading all my dudes up in Gorgons and Stormlords and shit, and they're just too many points. Um, And my Black Shield list... I'm literally building one specific list and it's 2,500 points and I can't build a smaller version of it. It would not work. That's badass. So, so if, if Adepticon's 2,500, it opens, it opens up where I can take, you know, what, cause I, you said you were, are you guys short at, for loyalist at stiff? Isn't that what you said? We're perfect right now. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll just stick with what I'm doing. I'll, but I could bring what I'm getting at is it opens up more possibilities of what I could take where. Right. Once I find out. So if Adepticon's only 2,000 points again, I'm 100% going to take my Blood Angels. And then that would leave where for Stiff, I'm going to try to do Black Shields. My militia, I know exactly. I have it down like in my head because I've painted several of the models. I know exactly how long it takes me to get certain models painted. So I'm going to try to work on my black shields, but if it, if I find that getting close, it's like, man, there's just no way I'm going to finish this army. I can just, you know, call an audible and switch back to militia and get it done. So I have something fully painted to bring to stiff. And your militia, they're not uh, they're not uniform, right? What do you mean uniform? Like their clothes, like they they have different like clothes colors, right? No, they're green. They're dark dark green fatigues. Okay. And then all the all the metal on them is that rusty color. Okay that I paint. So they're basically like rust colored and dark green, I guess. I thought they were like orcs with like different color pants and shit like that. And no, I'm not doing anything like that. Um, but the militia guys, like I was painting, I can paint like 10. It takes me two days to paint a squad of 10 guys. So I can extrapolate that out pretty easy and go, you know, I can get this, you know, this many done, this many done in this many weeks. And then the vehicle, the vehicles, because I'm just using that rust paint, and I only I don't have that many vehicles to paint. I have one flyer, uh, two gorgons, and a stormlord. That's all the tanks in the list. So, and because I'm doing that rust paint technique, I think I could do every single one of those vehicles in a week. That's fucking legit. That's badass. I wish I had, like could knock out stuff while I was working. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and my, like I said, my black shield. I'm just gonna build these. Uh, Anvilus claws, which fucking suck. It's like the worst model ever to build, but I've built so many of them now. Like I can, you're pro. It's e- I'm a pro at something that 
it's hard to be a pro at just because of the sculpt so shit, but it is what it is. But I, I feel like I can get both those, all three of those ambulances done in a couple days. And if my other stuff hasn't shown up by then, which it probably won't, then I'll work my, on my militia a little bit more at the end of the week too. Um, I got 40, I got basically half of the standard militia guys done. I think I need to paint like 40 more levies and like 15 militia guys. So it's like 55 guys. And like I said, I can do 10 every two days. So that's only like 12 days to paint all the infantry for the army. Wow. I think how you say it only 12 days. Well, it's not that, I mean, for me, that's, you know, that's not that bad. Like it takes me a day to paint a space Marine normally when I do all the line highlighting and shading and all the shit I do. So it takes me a week and a half to do a 10 man tactical squad normally. So anyway, so that's, that's kind of, I'm, I'm going to basically be working on my black shields and militia simultaneously. And it, but once I get all the bits in for my black shields, I'm a hundred percent going full out on my black shields. I find, I found another, uh, I found somebody to make 3d pads for me too, by the way. I oh, didn't yeah? tell you that. Yeah. Who? So, uh, it's somebody on Shapeways. I didn't remember the name of the business. I just was like, this guy's got lots of pads on here. I'll pick this guy and send him a message so he's going to do it for me. That's what's it. So I paid him to uh, design that pad. He said it would probably be up on Shapeways in a week, so I'll be able to hopefully get those ordered. Fuck yeah. So I'm hoping to have those in by the time I'm done assembling everything else so I can jump immediately into airbrushing. But once again, if it's one of those things where I know that those pads are on the way and everything's built, I'll just work on my militia a little bit until they come in. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is I have to paint a couple blood angel things, three quarters of a militia army and an entire black shield army and try to get it all done by the time Adepticon and stiff roll around. That's my goal to finish three, basically three separate armies. You got this. Yeah, you got it. We'll see. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing your black shields. Most of all, man, I know you like got the lid on them, but uh, for all you people out there who don't know, <laughs> I know <laughs> you <laughs> sneaky devil. So, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped about that list. I love the way that it functions. I think it's super themey for black shields. I think it makes a ton of sense for what I want to do and the fluff I have behind them. I think they'll look cool. I've been looking at, I'm going to, that's going to be the first army I weather. We've been talking about the weathering thing yep. on and off. Yes, sir. Um, and I was like, I'll probably do this army or maybe I'll start death guard or whatever. So these, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to combine my standard paint style of where I do all the line highlights or whatever and also weathering do both guys if y'all are out there listening right now send in like some some weathering help for ryan because he's like all over youtube like finding all these like different weathering techniques if you have like a legit way that works shoot ryan shoot shoot us an email well i'll talk to you like I, your scandus dreadnought looks awesome like how you weathered that up like that's kind of the look i'm going for i mean that thing's pretty weathered like what techniques did you use on that let's just talk about that right now uh well, we'll 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 talk about this and then go into your hobby progress so we can keep this going along. 
Okay. Well, my Scandis Dread, that was a little like, okay, so I did everything the exact red that like you, you, your recipe, right? I airbrushed right. everything like that. And, uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I sent you, like, I, I painted it up that red. And then I went through with a sponge, and which was just like a piece that I ripped off of a, a battle foam. And I took tweezers and I dipped it in black and stippled it out and then basically like went along all the edges with black. And so like it did like the sponge technique on all the edges for the, uh, for the, for the dreadnought in that black. And then I did it with a metal. I did the exact same thing with metal, right? And so, so you put so you would so you'd paint black on like in a like I want this to be weathered here so here's a black spot is that what you're saying you, yeah well I I took a like the sponge I, I took the sponge yeah. and I stippled it on the those yeah. I only did it on edges like I did it on edges okay yeah and where like paint would get chipped off and I did the black there and then I went through with metal like a gun metal and I did the exact same thing so it wasn't like um I don't know how to put it like it wasn't uh. It wasn't directly on top of itself, like it was kind of random, yeah. randomized. So yeah, it looks it like some some is wore down to the metal, some is just to the primer, and yeah. some of it, the paint is left. Okay, so I did that, and I thought I did too much. And I was like, fuck, I did too much, you know, whatever. But then I was like, okay, well, let me pull this all together so it doesn't look like fresh, clean, whatever. So I took AK Interactive Streaking Grime, Okay. And I airbrushed it over the whole model. Okay. Okay. And then I took some old old uh, boxers. Okay. And I like I waited till right when it was drying. Like it was like it was not it was not wet anymore. It wasn't drippy. It was starting to dry. And I took those old boxers and I wiped with gravity down all that AK interactive off. So I wiped directly down on it. So where everything would streak down. And so that completely 100% like muted all of the weathering back towards the model. So like it made it look like it was like part of the model. Like because the weathering would get dirty at the same time that the paint got dirty. So everything like it brought everything together. So that's how I weathered that model. Um, But and then I painted all the lenses and stuff after I did all that. Right. So I don't know. It was... Like I, so I, what kind of uh, sponges do you use? Like little sponges, because there's a guy on uh, that I, I I haven't like talked to him or whatever, but I always admire his work. We've talked about him before. That Kieran Douglas guy. That's yeah. uh, he posts on the Ivor's thing a lot. Yeah. Um. So he he always paints. He's got like he'll paint super clean. Like he's got some Emperor's Children that paint. He paints super clean, kind of like my style. But I mean, he does a better, way better job. It'd be so it's like, but yeah. it's clean. I'm just saying, like, it's clean, yeah. No, I got you. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. But he does like uh weathering stuff too. Like, he just painted this world eater guy that's all weathered. And I was asking him how he did it. I'm like, is this a sponge or using a brush and this and that? So he was trying to tell me. So he said he uses a sponge, but of course, when you look on Facebook, like, you know, the world eater is like this tall on my screen on my computer when yeah. in real life it's only about that big. So where are you getting these little itty bitty tiny sponges to do this? Uh, I, I tear up battle foam or like normally like in, in your case, like if you have like a battle foam pick and pluck. Yeah. Take the, the plucked, little 
Yeah. The little, I call them uh, foam fries. They look yeah. like French fries, but they're made of foam. Foam yeah, fries. Yeah, take, take your foam fry and like rip off a tiny little piece of it and then take either tweezers or like if you got snippers or something like that. And, and then clamp just, it. And clamp it and then just you dip it, dip it in the paint and then dab it out on like a napkin or something like that. Right. And then like as soon as that's it's what like, I did, I did that on the bottom. My, those Avenger strike fighters I did. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. The wet, the, the, these uh camo on the bottom like yeah how they camo the bottom of planes of world war ii that's how i got that look so i guess i'm just putting too much fucking thought into it i just yeah. need to do it like i'm i'm like this every time i start a new project i'm always in fucking panic mode like i'll never get this look right and then i paint one model and then i'm always like ah oh, that's not that bad and then i you know it's just you just can't be scared of it which i'm not i'm gonna try it yeah. but i'm like it's more of like a nervous fucking thing like i don't want to fuck these up you know, on the way up. That's a hundred percent why I like the Scandis challenge so much. Because for that model, it was like, okay, he's not gonna be in any army. I'm gonna paint him Blood Angels just because like I want to paint everything this red that this recipe red. I think I think everything looks so good in this recipe red. Like I just want to paint everything like it. And so I was like, I'm just gonna paint a Blood Angels fucking uh Mortise dreadnought. Like it's never gonna get used in any of my armies, but I really want to paint it. I want to weather the shit out of it. And then uh like I wanted to use that snow effect, right? And like it's like none of my armies have this snow effect. None of my armies have weathering that much. Like it's just like whatever. I want to do this, and like so, the Scanus challenge was like this total like, okay, let me paint something that I want to paint for me to look cool, and then like, I can just like submit it in, and like I'll like have a timeline that I have to follow, so it's not something I keep putting off. So that's like it worked out so perfectly, like. If if y'all out there listeners know any challenges or anything like that that's going on for painting, let me know because like I want to I want to jump in on the like any challenge. I love painting challenges. Uh, so in this case, like, yeah, man, just let me let me like try some shit out. And like you're so fearless because it's like ah, it's not going to my army, and if I fuck it up, then I just won't enter it. Like that's like that's it. Like oh, I just fucked it up. And like for a minute there, I thought like when I told you, I thought I fucked up putting too much weathering on there. I was straight up like, ah, I fucked this up too much. I'm not going to fucking worry about it. And then I was like, oh, well, it can't interact. We'll bring it back. So then I went back to it and like, so. It looks good. I really like it. Uh, did you did you ever find out how you finished up on that? No. Oh, okay. We'll have to ask the, the guys. They may not even have picked winners yet. No. So I don't know. There's few um, few international entries from what I understand. You want to, the funniest so just real quick, you were talking about painting challenges. Here's an idea for one. And this is, somebody has already done this. We did this for the, so every year at Adepticon, the guys that are on the free Buddhist forum, they have this thing they call Buddha town. Okay. And they, the forum chips in money and they basically get table space at Adepticon, like pay the con to basically just get like a row of tables for one day or whatever. And everybody that's on the forums it just allows them a place to go and just play board games and meet other people that are on the forums. But one year, one of the guys decided to run this event called the meat grinder mission. So it was a a painting challenge. So you had to paint, build and convert and paint any, like a really cool looking space Marine model. Right. So a single figure space Marine, but it's a painting comp. So you want to make it as cool as you can. Right. Right. So you put all this time and whatever effort into painting it, but then so then you they judge the painting, but don't tell anyone. But then after you've judged it, 
you have to play in a multiplayer game where it's just your space marine versus everybody else's space marine and yeah. they came up and they came up with a generic stat line so everybody has the same stats and equipment regardless of how your guys modeled so it's totally fair and everybody's fighting each other and whenever your guy dies like if your dude dies they take it from you and literally put it in a legit meat grinder and grind it up that's fucking badass so so i ran an event like that actually already so so it's funny because it's like you want to make this model as legit as possible and convert <laughs> it up and make it nice and spend this time on it but then you're also you're entering into this event that every single player except one player is going to get their model ground ground up in a meat grinder fuck <laughs> and what they did it, it was funny because they clipped they took clippers hobby clippers and clipped the head off every model like just clip the head off and then ground the body up and then they took all the heads and glued them on. They made a display base and then glued all the heads around the the edges of the display base. And then the the winning model then like got that display base with all the heads of the other defeated models on it. That's fucking legit. That's fucking cool. So and then like so the guy who won wasn't the guy whose marine survived. Like his marine died and got ground up, yeah. but he won like. Uh, I think it was when Star Wars Armada first came out. Like it, it originally dropped, so he won like a Star Wars Armada starter box, which is like a hundred dollar box set or whatever. Mm. So, so he had to have his Marine Space Marine ground up, but he got you know a hundred dollar box set from it. But what what sucks is like, say you don't win, you get like second place in the painting, but the Marine you spent all this time on still gets ground up. <laughs> don't even don't get too fucking don't you fucking so name it's, that Marine. it's one of those things like do you how much time do you spend? painting it up like how legit do you make it knowing that there's like a very 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 strong chance it's getting ground up in a meat grinder <laughs> that's cool dude i like that idea like i, I like the the painting because we had uh over at zach's store we had what was called it was an event i ran it was called the paint off beat off and like you basically bought five mark three marines and then you took them and like you, you paid for the five Mark III Marines, and then it was a speed painting competition from like, I think it was a three hour speed painting competition. Okay. And uh, like, you got five models and you painted them whatever Legion or whatever you wanted. And then we took them and we put them in this like Zoe Mortalis game. And it was so fucking fun just because like, these guys that were in this speed painting competition had no fucking clue how to play Warhammer at all. So they were like, uh, I don't know what we're supposed to do. And I was like, no. So we made like these generic rules for like how to play Zone Mortalis. Like it was just like straight up like strength four, toughness four. And like basically you had to go cap these objectives. And every turn you were on the objective, it got your team a point. And uh, we had this like this wheel that we'd spin. And every, every like you had a five man team. And every model got to move itself. Like, they, they didn't have to be any, like, force organization. Or they didn't have to be any, uh, like, um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, unit coherency. They could go move wherever the fuck they wanted in Zone Mortalis. And anytime you were on an objective, it was considered a radio. So you were, like, on this objective. You got a point for being on the objective. And then you spun this wheel. And as you spun the wheel, something would happen. And, like, it could be like that objective gets destroyed it could be like 
that uh, you could switch sides. Like it was ridiculous. It was like basically loyalists versus traitors. And okay. like it, it was so much fun. And like these guys had no idea how to play Warhammer. And like they came in and were like five dudes. But we didn't grind them up and fucking meat grinder afterwards. But right. But, but yeah, like that that meat grinder thing. So sounds. so what? Uh, so what made you guys? Like, why were guys playing in it that knew nothing about 30K? They were interested in painting models for really cheap. Like, they got... Okay. Like, it was, like, the cost for the Mark III Marines. Like, basically, the Mark III Marines were, like, donated. So, like, they could jump in this for stupid cheap. Like, they get, like, five models for, like, next to nothing. Okay. And then they just go paint them and have fun with them. And they, like, like probably... Yeah, probably like two or three of the guys that played in it were like, eh, that was fun. It's not the game for me, but it was fun. I had fun. Like, it was, you know, just one of those things. So. Cool. It was a good time. So what have you gotten done hobby progress-wise? Hobby progress-wise, uh, so Chris hit me up about midweek and reminded me that my Scandish Dread was due. And <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, like, I better better do something with this Scandish Dread if I'm going to turn it in, all this stuff. And so I hit it so hard. And, like, I basically did what I told you, man. I hit it with some AK Interactive. I mixed up some Secret Weapon Miniatures, uh, crushed glass, and water effects to make a whole bunch of snow. So I made a whole bunch of snow for the base, and then I made its little leg, its little left leg. I dumped some uh, AK Interactive... uh, panzer gray to make it look like hydraulic fluid had leaked out of his leg and like was all in the snow and so like i just i thought this looks like it would work and it did man it looks like there's like he's standing in snow and he's stuck in the snow and the snow's all built up to like his shin and then on his left shin it's just like fucking hydraulic fluids like covering the covering the snow there i I don't know i don't know if hydraulic fluid melts snow but i feel like it would but anyway so probably i think any pretty much any liquid will yeah, so he's, like, standing in snow and, like, his leg's all fucked up. So I did that. I knocked that out probably Tuesday or Wednesday. But also, um, I'm getting all my drop pods ready, man. Like, they're sitting here in front of me. They look so fucking legit, man. I'm so... You know, when you have a model and you're just, like, looking at it, it's not assembled, and you're just, like, have no fucking, like... You don't want it to put it together. It's just a pain in the ass. Well, that's how these... That's how I felt about these drop pods. But now that they're like taking shape and all that stuff. Like I got, I got them sitting right here in front of me, like these little like dragon eggs. <laughs> like, Oh, they look so good. They're all painted and they're all in uniform. And all I got to do is go hit up the, uh, the bottom with the, uh, like burn marks and stuff like that. So, but I'm, I'm going to go do that today. That's my plan today. Cause next weekend I got, oh. I got Golar's event going on. Well, our little local event against the Gullers guys. So they have to be ready next weekend. But I also have to get a 10-man tax squad painted up. I wish I could have came to that. Yeah, I wish so too. Running out of days off. Had no days off. And also, like I said, the plane ticket was just too... After I had 36 hours off of work. And I think... After your event, like, after I took off for your event, I have, like, four hours left I can take off. But we, like, still get time, like, every so many, like, pay periods, like, we get time added, so. 
Well, I'm going to come down there for stiff next year, obviously. And then we need to get together at some point. And I just need to come down there where it's not anything going on, where we can just like hang out for a couple days or a weekend or whatever. Yeah, man. I'm excited to play in your event, but I'm also like really excited to go see these like fucking tigers and shit. Like that's, that's going to be fucking cool. And so and I'm not looking forward to the, the full like two days in a train, but you know, I'll figure something out. I don't think it's going to be too it, terrible. I thought it was only 20 some hours. Yeah. But they're in back. Oh yeah. That is going to, yeah. But you said you wanted to try the train. I had to, I have to. Cause like, you know, Freddie's going to like, it, we got so many people that are coming down. Like I think the train's going to be the best option. So I'm going to see like, it's going to be weird because I'm going to be riding it by myself. So I think it's going to be like, I, I, Maybe I'll see if my roommate wants to go. Cause he can get off of work real easy. That's fine. That that would work. Or, I mean, I when I'm at work, we could fucking Skype the whole fucking time, or you can call <laughs> me whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna make so many lists on the way there. But, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm kind of looking f- like it's gonna be weird by myself. But I feel like as long as it's not, it doesn't drive me crazy going up there by myself then we'll definitely have a fucking great time going up there during uh from stiff to adepticon yeah because we'll have all the guys there and then you know there's a bar cart and all that stuff or the bar whatever i think i'll be all right yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to being on vacation for a little bit most of all something That'll i totally good. didn't plan so so what so that's hobby progress right what's after that uh now that's fully hobby progress trying to think of that's all i've worked on uh i get my mastodon tomorrow sweet i'm gonna paint it blood angels even though i'm gonna wreck it (laughs) i'm gonna paint it blood angels first i'm gonna trim off the heavy flamers i'm gonna put assault cannons on there and uh i'm going to like post it up all over the internet because i haven't seen a blood angels mastodon yet yeah. I'm going to post it up, and then I'm going to chop it in half with a table saw. <laughs> and then I uh, also get some more of my black shields tomorrow. So that's coming up. That'll come next week. But uh, next up on our list, man, we're going to talk about the Prospero box. All right. Thoughts? Considerations? Me? You're, we're going to me first? Yeah, man. Well, okay. So just looking at the models i think i personally like all the models like i think they all look cool yes um so looks wise i love it i i'm actually interested in the board game like i'm gonna buy a copy just to play the board game because i like board games like i have a i have a calc box that i've assembled like some of the the guys that are supposed to be ultramarines as ultramarines and i don't even play them i haven't painted them yet but i bought like the upgrade kits and shit to make them look cooler Okay. For ultramarines. Yeah. But, but um, like I said, I haven't painted them yet. But I actually like the Betrayal at Cal game. Like the board game's really fun. So I'm gonna buy a copy for that. But to be honest, other than that, I don't. There's really nothing in the box set that I'm like personally care about owning. The sisters. I like the Sisters of Silence models and fluff a lot. So if they later on down the road get a like an actual legit list, I could see myself buying more Sisters of Silent stuff. Um, 
it's cool that there's plastic Mark III now, but my Salamander army is done. Like, I already own, I think I own, like, 130 Mark III Marines <laughs> already, so I don't, it's like I need more. Um, and I, my Blood Angels are Mark IV, my Word Bearers are Mark IV. If I do a Death Guard army later down the road, I might use some of the plastic Mark III guys for that. Okay. But... Like the, I'm not like custodes are cool, but they're kind of like secret service guys. You know what I mean? It's not like the president's secret service is running around fighting crime, you know, in real life. Like, I just don't, it's like, what are you doing here? Get back to the palace. Like <laughs> go, go guard Arnold tall or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know like in the fluff, he sent out like those little small, like five man squads or whatever which I guess is what this box set's supposed to represent. Like, here's a small contingent or whatever. But I just don't... Until we get for get to the, you know, Battle for Terra, I just have no interest in playing, like, an army of custodes. Like, I know there's guys that I've already talked to that's like, oh, does anybody want to trade for these custodes, this and that? Like, they want, like, 30 of them. I'm like, well, what do you... Have you seen like, the stat lines for them? No. Do you want to know the stat lines for them? We can get into that, but this is, let me, before we, you yeah, influence, yeah. like, so all I'm saying is like, to me, I don't want a whole army of the samey, same guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right now you just have one squad. And then even that from a, it's like, even from a fluff perspective, I don't really feel like you should be running around with a whole army of them yet. Like it kind of, it's not something I'm interested in. If somebody else wants to do it, that's fine. I'm not trying to like shit on anybody. It's just not for me. And then I, because I don't play Space Wolves or Thousand Suns and I don't have any interest in, pl interest, interest in playing either one. So I don't care about the characters in there. I don't like Tartarus Terminators, so I don't care about the Tartarus Terminators in there. Um, so, yeah, it's really just, for me personally, I care about having one set to play the board game. And then later, maybe a future project, I'll use the Mark III guys. But... As of right now, for me personally, I could not, other than just wanting it for the board game, I don't personally care about it. Right. That's just me. But, I mean, I'm glad that it's out because other people that don't have 130 Mark III Marines or don't or do play Space Wolves or do play whatever, um, it'll be cool. The, but the thing I'm most excited about that, I, like I said, I'm not like into it or want to start an army right now, but just model wise and looking at it and then knowing the story, the thing that I'm, that I like most about it is the sisters of silence models. That's like their biggest selling point. One of the biggest selling points in it is those sisters of silence. So what do you think about it? Uh, for one, man, I'm so excited that like, the explosion of because Mark Four Marines, man, they're they're like they're very cool, but they're not like like it, when I think heresy, I think Mark Three and Cataphracty. That's what I think about when I read like so. Right, I get I get it because like Mark Four pretty much looks like Mark Se like from a tabletop distance, it looks like Mark Seven. Yeah, I mean it really does. Yeah, exactly. So when they came out with the Betrayal Cal, I thought it was badass. Like you got a Contemptor with it, and you got Cataphracty. That was cool. The Mark Seven or the Mark Four, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. So Mark Three coming out is like that's gonna get you in. Like it's so I'm the most thing, the most like 
I'm so excited for the community that's going to grow out of this. You know, this is going to get like such a big following from like it, it's going to get so many people into horse heresy. Um, like that, you know, I can already like start seeing the emails coming through. It's like, oh, I just bought a Prospero box. Where do I go from here? And so, like, you know, I really, it, it's going to be like, hey, buy a calf box, get those cataphracti. And, you know, I, I already see, I already see the, yeah. the emails starting to roll through. So I'm super excited for what it's going to bring to the community. Uh, I love the Mark III. The Mark III looks so good to me. Uh, even the, the bald headed guy, even with him, like, I'm just glad they have full helmets because I don't like that head that they came with, like the new head. I think it's stupid looking, but whatever. The bear head. The helmets look fantastic. Uh, I was so happy that they did the backpacks. They didn't do like the Mark Seven backpacks like they did to the uh, Mark IV Marines. I like that they, they made a two-piece backpack. They look so good. Uh, everything about them. I like everything about the Marines. Uh, Tataris, nobody uses Tataris, so... Uh, it's kind of, I would of say nobody uses them. I mean, people yeah, use them. Yeah. People use them, but it's kind of a, I mean, it, it's not, they're not cataphracty, you know, it's not, it's, they're not the most, I guess, competitive thing to use. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird to have Tataras when you have cataphracty available. Well, I don't, yeah, that, I mean, I, to me, I like, a, I like cataphracty on the tabletop better and I yeah. like the look of cataphracty way better. And when you read any of the fluff, like in the books and stuff, yeah, can, can you point me in the direction of a heresy novel that mentions a Tartarus Terminator? Because I can't. No. They mention Cataphracty all the time. Yeah. They don't even call them Terminators. They just say a unit of Cataphracty or this guy's in Cataphracty armor. They don't even use the word Terminator. It's probably just implied that like some of the stuff is Tataras. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, regardless, you know, like I, I love the way Tataras looks. If I could play Tataris and like be like, hey, it's Cataphract, I, I totally would. I prefer the look of Tataris over uh, Cataphract just because like I like sleek looking. Like I like Mark Seven armor or Mark Six Corvus armor. Yeah. I like, you know, Tataris. Like I played Raven Guard and Blood Angels. Like I don't, whatever, you know, sleek, yeah. sleek lines, you know, very nice, futuristic, but not too futuristic. Not <laughs> like, I don't know. Not whatever. like Tau. Yeah. So anyway. So I love I love Tataris armor. I think it'll get used. I don't think it's it'll like it's. I don't know. Anyway, I hate the custodes. I'm sorry. I know like I'm in the minority. There's people that like have full on erections for the custodes. I'm not one of the guys. Uh, and, and and the only reason I do is because they look so bulky to me. I just don't like the models. I don't like the way they look. They're they're like super bulky. Uh, they they like are like. There's so much artwork out there of the custodes, and I've always imagined them. They like, had, it's weird that they made them bulky because in the art, like you're saying, they look slimmer than Space Marines. They look like borderline Eldar, you know? Like, they're yeah. they're super tall. They're super sleek. Like, their armor is, like... Like, I've always imagined, like, custodes have super form-fitted armor. Like, border, like okay, here's an example. Remember in the movie Knight's Tale, <laughs> whenever Heath Ledger went from, the, like super big armor that he got from his uh uh from his dead knight that he was squiring for yeah he had that bulky ass armor and then that chick made him his own custom armor and it was like form fitted to him it was made for him and like super skinny and like he was running around he was like it was super hardcore like that uh the cool down it was a new way to cool the steel or whatever yeah. so it was super like form fitting and super strong still and 
that's how I figured, like, that's how I pictured custodes. You know, just they like, were they were laughing at him in his armor, and then he just like vaults up on his horse like it's nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And then he takes those hits, and like you know, and he's fine. Like that's how I pictured custodes armor. I like pictured like custodes have like artifice armor that's like just some alien fucking material made it so like it's super form fitted and super strong, but it doesn't like have all the bulk. That's how I, and that's how the art shows it. You know. Right. Like the art shows that they have like greaves and stuff that are like, you know, super slim and like super, you know, tight on their legs. Like they look like Eldar. They look like when you look at the pictures of them, the, everything in the art is kind of like slim lined. It, it looks, they don't look as bulky as Marines. Well, the models that they chose for this Prospero box, these guys look like fucking. I don't know, like moving shrines. Like they look like statues. They like, look like the. They look like the newer. Sigmarine stuff from Age of Sigmar, but bulkier. Like I'd rather have a Sigmarine who has like the movable, like moving greaves and all that stuff. Like that, the the legs of the Sigmarines look more custodes than the than the the custodes models, in my opinion. I mean, I'm excited that there's yeah. going to be a custodes army out there now. Like you know, because we get so many people that are like, "Why would I play 30k? I can only play Marines or this or that." You know, it's like. I can only play Marine on Marine. I don't get to like now. It's like oh well, now you can play Custodes or Sisters of Silence. Yeah, where we got. Well, more. I mean, for one, those people don't. <laughs> I don't know. They don't obviously don't get it anyway. I mean, you already have Mechanicum, you have Militia, you have Solar Ox. Yeah, that's and like, then you have then you have Marines. Now, like you said, now you're going to add in Sisters of Silence and Custodes. But I, you know, I don't. I haven't we'll talk about their stats and stuff, but I mean, do you think, I mean, at some point I think they'll get their whole army list, but don't you think that's going to wait for book seven? Battle for terror? Oh no, no, no. no. I, th- I think they're going to have something in book seven. They have to, I, you I don't think like... that you don't think it'll just be like, you can take like a zero to one squad as an HQ choice and their agents of the emperor or something. Maybe that's that... how I would. That's how, that's how I would have handled it. I don't think they're going to limit them to agents of the emperor. Cause I think they're like, Knowing Games Workshop, they're going to want everybody to use them, you know? So I think they're going to try and make them like a uh, a playable force by themselves. Just so, like, people will buy multiple box sets. I guess. I, I don't because, know Because basically you're, you're releasing two... Ah, well, hold on. Because you're releasing two armies that only loyalists could take advantage of. But then again... There's also demons available, which only traders can take advantage of. I don't know. Only word bearers. Yeah, only word bearers. I don't know. Like if it, it seems kind of you know off, you know. Maybe my TV. I don't know. We'll see. We'll and I'm not trying to get on the giant. <laughs> I see. The, I see the, the eye rolling. I see it. Well, this is why I'm just not. Like <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting plastics. I guess it's 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 a blessing and a curse. Like because I. I truly feel like the more that GW mainstream gets involved, it's inevitable before they fuck something up. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. They didn't mess up those Mark III Marines. Those look legit. Well, no, their models are always pretty decent for the most part. I mean, some of the stuff I'm not, I don't like the direction they take it in, but I don't know how you mess up a space Marine. Yeah. I feel like they mess up those custodes, but I don't know. Just model wise, I'm super excited about the Sisters of Silence, Mark Three, and the Tataras. Actually, as soon as I saw the Sisters of Silence, 
I, I, I you know, I took a picture of it, posted on the, the Forgotten Legion 30K uh, Facebook page and all that stuff. I attached my sister to it because she's always been on the fence about playing and she's always wanted to play like Sisters of Battle. So I was like, hey, you want to play 30K? Bam, here they are. They're here. They're here now. So I'll buy like five box sets just for her to get the model she needs to play. But like, uh, it's going to be tight. Well, now. I think that's, like you said, there's not a lot of girls in the hobby anyway. And it's just human nature that when you interact with something, like you play a video game or you anything where you create your own character or you're wanting to put a piece of you, you know, yourself in, in whatever you're building, you naturally are drawn to stuff that typically is like you or shares, you know, qualities with you or whatever. So it's, it's natural for girls to want to play, you know, like who, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that they don't have any interest in space Marines, but it's, it's kind of games workshop really has dropped the ball by not supporting sisters of battle in 40 K for a long time, I think. Right. So I, I actually feel like there are girls that would, you know, get into the hobby or whatever more if they had an army that was like that. I, I feel like they would. I mean, look at how popular that kind of stuff is in movies, like how many movies come out nowadays where the lead role was a female character. Right. So it, it's only a conversation in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's good and bad on that, too. Like, I, but like you said, I'm not going to get all political and crazy, but um, but it's good. Like it, it gives it's something they should have done a long time ago. And I, I'm happy that the models come out and I'm happy that they're cool. And like I said, looks wise, like just seeing the models, like for the first time, that was the thing I was most pumped for in the box were those. Yeah, dude. Especially those Mark three Marines. So that's just me on the, even with their yeah. feet. <laughs> that one, that one dude without the helmet that the, that the space, the bald space wolf guy. Ugo, man. I'm, I'm so I'm glad not- that there's like so many good space wolf heads out there that you can just like, pop that bullshit off and put like a badass space wolf head on <laughs> i love space wolf's head on mark three armor like i love it like it's like i'll spark i'll start space marine a space wolf army just to make that happen but man that dude's a go so let's talk about him. rules so what have, what have you heard on these rules i've not heard any of this uh i don't know if this is legit so um grain of salt of course but this is the Terminus S posted up Custode's stat line. Just Do we know it. who wrote the rules? Is this a Forge World or is this a GW? Who wrote the rules? Probably GW. Don't you don't know. think Forge World wrote it, the rules? It, it, literally, it literally is just a picture with a Custode's and it says a stat line. Under him. So this could be... It could be because they did that for betray- the Betrayal of Cal stuff where they gave them their own stuff for 40k. So that, that's what this could be. Hmm. Do you want to hear All it? All right. Yeah, well, let's hear it. Weapon I'm kind of scared. Six. Okay. Ballistic skill four. Okay. Strength five. Okay. Toughness five. All right. Two wounds. Okay. Initiative five. All right. Three attacks. Okay. Leadership ten. Yeah. Two plus save. All right. Four plus invulnerable. On a basic guy? <laughs> I, I knew that was going to hit you. Uh, okay. Hatred. 
Hatred Furious, what? Just everything? Just everything. Furious Charge. All right. Rampage. Okay. And Bulky. Go. No points? No points yet. No, no, nothing like that. Well, I don't give a shit about the rules. The problem's going to be, like, if those guys aren't... I mean, that's a... Uh... That's a better than a Centurion stat line. Yes. Yes, it by is. A, by a March. So, like, let's try to build. Okay. So, let's build this. Let's build this. So, if you took a Centurion, he's 50 points, right? Right. And then we'll give him plus one weapon skill. So, what has plus one weapon skill? The, uh, the, the champion guy. Right. So, that's. So, I mean, but we all understand. That's, 30, that's 35 points. Yeah, but we understand that that. We always talk about that sucking. So let's just say that plus one weapon skill is worth the same amount as a essentially an extra attack because you're. We'll just call it that. So like digital lasers are fifteen points. Okay. So let, let's just say that let's just say the weapon skills were ten points. We'll be fair. We'll go on the low end. So if weapon skill plus one is worth ten points, that's sixty points right there, right? Our artificer armor is a ten point upgrade. So that's. 70 points a an iron halo now granted on it's you can only buy those on a praetor and they're what 20 points or 25 points uh i don't know if i'm ahead but but let's they shouldn't be that much on a two wound model so let's just say 15 points there so we're already at 85 points and then you're adding in strength five tough five and all those other rules so i mean just based on what you're telling me if that was a character, like say that was an independent character that was just some named character running around, right? It would be a it would be a hundred point model. Yeah, and that's without the hatred and the rampage. I mean, it would be between a hundred to one hundred and twenty five points for an independent character with those rules. Yeah, in thirty k, and that's not knowing what he's loaded out with either. Oh, well, yeah, because we don't know his weapons. Like, it could be an AP2 weapon, AP3, whatever. Yeah, we I'm, don't know. I'm guessing it's AP2. If he's if he's got that stat line in AP2, those guys better be... 150 points? They wouldn't be that much in a squad. I don't know. See, that's what happens when you make stuff that's that crazy and make it a unit. It, it reminds me of the, the, the Grey Knights. Remember Grey Knights a couple editions back, or maybe even one edition back? Yeah, well, I remember because they came out with all these rules, and every, for one, everybody said, well, that's bullshit because there's no way they would do all that. And then for two, when they finally came out and they were like 19 points a guy or what 20 or whatever the fuck they were for yeah. you know, a Space Marine with you know a fucking... For, like Everybody had force weapons. Everybody had storm bolters everybody had special rule like it was it's way too cheap <laughs> what you get so i don't know if if these things come out and they're cheap like say those guys say they go crazy and they're like 60 points a guy oh fuck okay or something stupid well i'm just saying like with that Gabe, stat line yeah with that stat line in a... if for if forge world wrote the rules I don't know. Uh, man, this is a conversation I just don't even want to have without knowing. <laughs> your heart's like, I I can feel your blood pressure from here. Like, well, you know, like, we just went on this, like, I hate this shit. Like, I don't, 
I don't want it to be a mystery. I want fucking Forge World to write the rules. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they did. Like, they're, they're like a desk away from each other. So, you know, maybe maybe Alan Bly was like, hey, man, did you get those? Uh, all I'm saying is if we've, made it, if we've made it this far and now we're going to get shit like this, like say those guys, they put those guys out, oh, they're 60 points a piece because we want to sell these fucking models. <laughs> I'm going to fucking blow a gasket. That's all I'm saying. So you feel what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I feel you. I mean, th- th- honestly, these could be this could be a stat line that like somebody made up to like troll. Like, oh, you know what? Hold on. No, I'm gonna put sixty five points. I'm gonna attach it onto that picture, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leak it out to the internet. We'll see how far it gets. <laughs> and I'm actually I'm gonna put. Uh, what's another special rule I can add? No. I'll give him sniper as well. No, no, they wouldn't have sniper. Precision strikes. Well, that they might have that anyway. Rage. Give him rage. Yeah. No, I'll give him psych- psychic something. I don't know. I forget. Why you just? Out. I wouldn't just make stuff up and put it on the internet. <laughs> what are you doing that for? Just, I don't just, like to, just for you, like just to know. Like, I don't, hey, I, but I don't like that. Possibly... I, don't, I don't support that. Well, for one, I wouldn't notice it because I don't read internet rumors. Like, I just don't because I hate shit like that anyway. So, this could not even be a thing. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. But that just makes me nervous. Like I just, I've seen what has happened to 40k, and I absolutely 100% do not want it to happen to 30k. I mean, we had this talk. I'm not going to go on the rant again, but that's why it bothers me that Games Workshop wants to become more and more involved because I don't... I feel like they don't care about making the game good. They're just all about... Money. Yeah, which is fine because you're a business, but they don't... They look at business differently than I do. Like, I think if you make a good product and charge a fair price that you're autumn you're just going to make money because of that. Like I don't feel like you have to force it like they do. Right. Like they they release things and release things in a certain way and write rules in a certain way that it's obviously in my opinion an just a total money grab. They don't look at long term and they don't look at are they making a product that's actually good? They're just how can we force feed this product to the masses? to sell as many of these things on the month that it releases as we possibly can with no no vision of what that's going to do to the hobby down the road. They don't care. They don't seem to care. Right. And that could it's, be the 40K stat line as well. There could well, be two separate stat lines. Could be, I guess. I don't know. This shit just makes me nervous. What, what like, okay. So let's say that it's costed appropriately. Let's say this is a 135-point model, right? If you want to take it, you can take it as an elite choice for 135 points. Per can, guy? And they per, start at like per start guy. At like, like a three-man squad or some shit? It, one man. One-man squad. Take it as elite choice. Agent of the Emperor, 135 points. Uh, and uh, let's say independent character. Let's say independent character. Well, they... They, and they, they, do, they, oh. can, they can join up to other squads and stuff like that. They're just like... They're on mission. Like, they're on mission. And, like, if you're a custodes, you don't give a fuck. Like, you're going to say, like, hey, I'm going to go into this squad and fuck off if you think you're going to tell me. Like, 
you know, the navigator model. Like, think about the navigator model. He just like yeah, joins up I don't know. the fuck he wants. I, I just don't I don't think we have enough information to talk have really have this conversation for me personally. I just well, don't. Do you think that that stat line at 135 points, like that make does you think that that stat line makes sense for a custodes model? At 135 points, yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. It, but the 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 problem then becomes would anybody use them? Because you're talking a five-man squad would be well, over 600 points. And then if you like, I, you take one fucking Typhon shell oh, and, you, and you get all five guys hit and you fail three of your four ups. Well, I don't of, think, I don't think anybody's going to take a five-man squad of them. I don't think, I don't, cause you get five models, right? And they're all posed different ways. They all have like different war gear from what I've seen. Like, they don't look like they're all like they they yeah. each look like their own independent character. Well, that that's you can take. But, no, but that's how they function in the fluff. Is right. they they basically get to choose the weapon they want, but they run around in a unit. They run around in a squad. I guess you could take like a five man squad if you're gonna dump like six hundred points into it, and then a typhoon's gonna fucking destroy you. Or but that's that. what I'm saying. Nobody's gonna run that because it's just too many eggs in one basket. They're not that good. Like, because once you get so there's an efficiency thing. So like fire, like trying to think of a good example, what I'm trying to, how I'm trying to word this. So yeah, look how ridiculous that guy is, right? Right. But let's say your, your opponent just builds like a standard fucking gunline army. Like people want to play. Those guys will, will kill tactical Marines just like a fucking 35 point cataphracty will kill those same tactical Marines. It's fucking overkill. You don't need all those rules and shit to kill tactical Marines. Right. You only need you only really need this one upsmanship of this is better than this or this is better than this if you're going head to head with another super elite unit, right? right. But you can get a that's kind of like the paper rock scissors that is 30k because if I don't take a unit that's close to fire drakes or whatever but not quite as good, you've wasted points on fire drakes because you could have gotten by with cataphracty instead of taking fire drakes to kill anything in my army because I don't have anything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. So I like there's you, there's diminishing returns on these super elite close combat units. Like if you get above, like if, if somebody like came out with just Aaron terminators, but gave them like two more additional attacks and all this other shit, I would be hard pressed to take them over normal just Aaron. Cause it's like, these guys already do the job they need to do at this points value. Why do I need to invest 40 more fucking points to get some more attacks when these guys already kill everything they touch anyway? Exactly. Like like the, uh, the what do you call it? The uh, Perturabo's Iron Circle. Like, why would you ever take, like, the full Iron Circle? Like, they're going to yeah, wipe. Like, you, total- can only, you can only kill so much a turn. I, I, I get what you're saying. Right. But, like, it, just, yeah. Like, the way I see them being used, and, like, and this is just total speculation... I see them like being like, like the navigator, like or like you know, Tylus or Garo. It's just like one. You could take one guy. You could take a full squad. It's gonna be overkill to take the full squad. But I think you could take one dude, and like, if you only take one guy, and maybe they'll. I don't know, but see, like, not that. But let's go back. We just had this conversation where you were saying, where. Games Workshop's going to do what they can to sell a bunch of box sets of these guys. If you're only going to, you can only take one guy. Nobody's going to buy more than one box. 
Or maybe they'll release like an Agents of the Emperor army. I don't know. Like I said, I don't feel like we have enough information to have this conversation. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, there's just too many gaps to fill in. This is just, yeah, it's total off the rails. I don't know. I definitely see like Sisters of Silence being a like straight up take one Sisters of Silent model. See, but they're always in squads too. I think all these are going to be starting at squads of five. I truly believe that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be one-off models. It just it just seems weird to have like a squad that expensive. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's either going to be one way or the other. They're either going to be so expensive that nobody's going to use them, or they're going to be so cheap that nobody's going to want to play against them. They can't. There's no way you can get that right. It's almost impossible. You can't throw that many special rules on something and get it right. It never works. Yeah. It just doesn't. It'll, like, I mean, and if they did do double squads and they made them super cheap, then it's going to be a shitty day to be a traitor. <laughs> well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, say you but you take Just Aaron and they're, you know, 50 points a guy or whatever they are, you know, and these things are only end up being like 65 points, but... They absolutely tool just Aaron Terminators, yeah, which are like the best trader close combat unit. Them or Gal Borback, one or the other. Then, like, who's gonna want to play against that? Like, everybody's gonna be like, eh, who gives it? Like, oh, you have cuss, and eh, I'm good. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Unless they're just forced to play each other in the in an event. You put custodes in an Envilus? Fuck me. <laughs> Well, we'll I'm not see. worried about that because it depends on how you have to take them. If they're allies, if you have to take them as an allies because they're their own army, they won't be able to go in any marine transport. You don't think they're going to have access to marine transports? Or marine vehicles? I no, I wouldn't. I mean, they have their own shit. They have that hover rhino thing, and then they have their own jet bikes. Um, I mean, I would think they would use all their own equipment. They might have rhino. What I'm saying is, you're not going to be able to take a ultramarine army and an buy yeah. with an anvilus and then put them in it. Like, I don't see that happening. You don't think they're going to be like gray knights and just like have everything a space marine army has available to take, but just not. They can, if they want, I don't like that, that idea. No. Like, you don't think like them taking a Spartan would be something they would do. It's, it's nowhere in any story I've ever read about them. I don't know. Maybe they just teleport in. They just they they could do up. that. I don't I don't know. Let's move on from custodies. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so Prospero Burns. We got we got the basic box set down. Looks like the pre order is on the twenty second and the release is on the twenty ninth, from what I understand. So <clears throat> it's gonna be good. Love I'm gonna have them. I'm gonna have them here for my event. Oh, oh my! I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give one away. Oh my! I'm gonna give two away. I'm gonna give one away as a whole package and one away. I'm gonna part one out. Nice. I want the Sisters of Silence model. So I'm definitely gonna pre-order pre-order <clears throat> one. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but I'm gonna pre-order them. <coughs> Sorry, something's in my throat. So, all right. Let's uh since we're on the subject of Prospero, 
something else also came out 30k wise. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's 30k or if it's like more. 40K. I don't think it's 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 not 30k. It might be in the future, but not right now. So Magnus, dude, Demon yep. Magnus, with his horn cool model. It's a cool model. You think it's more 40k? You don't think it's gonna be 30k rules no. for it? Straight. I mean, we're so far from. They don't have as normal. They don't have as normal Primark rules. So how are they going <laughs> to jump straight to Demon rules? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like we, uh, of course, we got all the like speculation questions and like m- messages, and it was straight up just like I don't think like yes, I think somewhere down the line there will be thirty k rules for Demon Magnus, but I don't think there's out, out the gate they're going to have any Horus Heresy Demon Magnus rules. So. No, nah, I don't think they will either. What do you think of the model? How do you feel about the model? I like the model a lot. With his, like, he, he straight up reminds me of Illidan from World of Warcraft. Like, I even posted the who wore it better, like Illidan or Magnus. I've never I've never played World of Warcraft, so. Yeah, if you go to our 40K page, or uh, the Forgotten, or sorry, 30K page, the Forgotten Legion 30K, you'll see, I, I posted the pictures of the two next to each other. I think it's just like, but it's just like classic demon form. Like, this is what a, this is what a biblical demon looks like. But yeah, I think uh, okay with the with the like the goat legs and the the wings and the yeah. horns, the massive ass horns. Did a uh, did did Demon Magnus? Did he like? I know normal Magnus has the one eye, but he has two fucking physical eyes, and one's gone. Like when he went demon form, did it just like move to the middle, or how'd that work? Why well, one? I don't know. They've never really described it. The only time that they've ever described it was just like. The way I always understood it, when they describe it in the fluff, he was always just on the world of sorcerers or whatever in his tower, and it was almost like the fucking Eye of Sauron. Yeah. Like a fucking tower that looks at you. I, I never really described his physical well, I mean, body. Like, the, like, there's so much old artwork, but a lot of the old artwork is like, he's a Cyclops, you know? He's the Cyclops, so like... Right. But the, the story, like, started to, like, move away from, like, well, he's not actually a Cyclops. He had two eyes at one point. And so, I don't yeah. know. But it seems like this new model. They they added in the Odin mythology of where he sold one of his eyes for knowledge. Yeah. Or got, gave, gave up one of his eyes for, sold it. Like, give me three gold coins, here's my eye. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, that's that's straight up, like, where we're at with it. And it seems like... From what I can tell by his new model, it looks like they've moved his, they've shifted his eye to the middle, and then he's got like. Well, it looks like it. It looks like a a a a cap thing that actually covers his eye sockets, like it's actually part of his helmet. I don't think it's like an eye. I thought it was like a helmet that went so low that it covered where his eye sockets would be, and then the eyeballs in the center of that. So we don't know. Like it could literally just physically be covering. He could just be blind and has like a. A fake eye, like a prosthetic eye in yeah. the middle, that's like glassed yes. over and always looking at you. Yeah, like <laughs> okay. it, that. Like that eye could just be part of the decoration of the helmet. Like if you look at the picture, you know what I'm saying. Okay. It would be like if I took a toboggan and drew a fucking eye on the center of it, and then pulled it so low it was over my eyes. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. So. I don't know. I'm not saying that is what it is. I don't know. He's a demon. He can do what the fuck he wants. <laughs> he put I where the he does, fuck he wants. He doesn't uh, obey the laws of the physical universe at all. So, ten four. So yeah, Magnus came out or got his shit leaked out of the red. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Like 
I'm I'm so like happy with this new Warhammer TV thing, you know? Cause they their social media presence is like really big right now. Yeah. And so it after each of these leaks, they straight up like they have to they have to say something about it, you know? There's lots of speculation that Games Workshop is the one leaking it. Yeah, dude. I'm totally so that part they of can that. then put the video out. I'm so into conspiracy theories that like I totally feel like that's what's going on because all of these like videos they release are like, uh, like they're scripted very well and they're made yep. very well. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I think they come my, right and they come right on the heels and you're, you're just like, man, either these guys are like really good at like on the fly video recording or you know what? I'm going to, my, my roommate, man, he's like, he, he makes like, he does commercials for a living. I'm going to see how long he thinks like he could make this last video they released. Like how, like, I mean, cause they have like a slider in there. They have like, I, I was looking at the, the video quality and they have like a lot of things that require. They, some... cut, they cut, they cut to different things. Like where it cuts to his hand digging in the trash. It's not yeah. just like one continuous shot. It, it's production. There's some production to it. So I'm going to see like yeah. how long it would take to make something like that. And if it takes longer than, what like because they came on within like two or three hours of that being dropped and unless they're like the best like unless they have like the ears out there because i mean as soon as something drops generally the people that see it dropped they immediately like send us a message and they're like hey did y'all see this hey did y'all have y'all seen this like like we we get it usually pretty quick like even if it's from you know imager or Flickr or anything like that or like 4chan like it's usually like hey what do you guys think of this like they they get it to us real fast and we're pretty i think we're one of the faster facebook groups that actually like shares it out as quick as we can but like unless they have some dude out there who's like trolling the internet all the time looking for games workshop leaks i don't know so it has to be them dropping it unless it's like they're following us and they're like Hey, did you see what these guys posted up? They know. They know about Magnus. They know about the Red Bin. Make a video. Get the team ready. I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big leaks rumor. I'll just get it when it comes out type of thing. Oh, I love I love leaks and rumors. I like, I like I just the fact get, that I get sick of the same, the same fucking, you know, post 12 times in my Facebook feed. Yeah, I've seen it. Seen it. Seen it. Seen it. Seen it. Seen it. <laughs> get it that's how it works man we get all excited for new stuff like you know you know what's coming in the future yeah i get it i mean i understand it's just not me like i don't care that much i gotcha i'm like i can't have it right now so what the fuck like who cares you get excited for it you get pumped for it and then you get like you can like speculate but i hate all that stuff i don't like any of that like (laughs) i don't like any of that it leads to problems it's bad i think it's bad (laughs) <laughs> gotta have teasers man i like remember their old teasers it used to be like black with like a white background it's like guess what this is and then you're like oh i think it's a custodes model i think it's this nope it's sigmar remember that shit yeah i'm fine with them like releasing like i've always thought that they should just like x-wing like if you look at x-wing product like uh whoever owns them now as or whoever they, uh, you know, they put stuff out months in advance. Like, here's the the next ship we're going to work on is, you know, this and this ship or whatever. 
and they'll have like a picture of what the ship will look like and they start talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And then, like you said, people can. I just don't like like actual leaks. Like I like it to be official, I guess. Gotcha. Because I don't like it when it's just like, well, here's this. And then it just like the Internet goes crazy about what it is, what it isn't. And then it causes all this stuff that people either like or hate it before they even really know anything about it. And everybody gets all crazy. And it's like, wait a minute, we don't even really know. <laughs> like the custodians. <laughs> right. That's why I didn't really even want to have that conversation. <laughs> Just causing problem. More well, I'm leads, already, more I'm problems. Already, I'm already biased against things that are out of the main studio because I don't enjoy any of the stuff they put out. Right. So I don't I don't want any of that to bleed over into 30k because I really enjoy 30k. Yeah. So it makes me nervous when they get their dirty little hands in it. That's good. That means you really care about it. So, but yeah, Magnus looks cool. I'm excited for him. Jokingly speculated about the rules on the Wolf Slayer podcast or Wolf Slayer podcast chat thing. Me and Tom from Geno52 were laughing about it. It needs to be like, like 40K rules or 30K rules. 40K rules. We were talking about like the formation of three Magnuses. <laughs> good old fashioned. Tom, Tom, in, Tom invented the best rule ever. It was the name of the rule was because fate and shit. <laughs> that was the name of the rule because fate and shit had me fucking laughing. I was laughing all afternoon. Thanks for the laugh, Tom. I loved it. Killing me. Love it. So that's it for that, man. I think we're on a Scandis now. Talk about some Scandis challenge or Scandis uh, event. Have you been watching any of the the live feed they had busted out? Yes, yes. I watched the live the. I think it was the grudge match game that we were talking about. The Northern Heresy uh, and the Bringing Heresy. Yeah, whatever game it was, Lioness was running his Militia and Knights. Uh, Yins was running Dark Angels. Uh, Jody had his Iron Warriors, and then I don't know who the other person was. It was a mystery person. Because I was kind of. It wasn't Chris. It may have been. I just I didn't hear their name or see them on camera. And every time I was looking, it was just Joe, like those other three people's models. I didn't really even see. Because I wasn't like just watching that. I was doing other because I was painting those militia guys at work okay. and I was doing other things. So it was kind of just like a background thing. And I was going from that over to the Wolf Slayer chat. To, I was doing all kinds of stuff when I was watching that. Ten four. But I, I know. uh almost inadvertently caused an argument like leave it to me to fucking t- basically barely touch something and interact with it and fuck it up. Okay. I almost felt bad because someone, so they were playing their game, right? And Jody shoots at a night and gets a penetrating hit with a damage result. And he rolls an explodes result, which just does an extra D three, right? Yeah. So I think it was lioness. It was lioness's night, I think. So he does the proper thing. He takes one whole point for the pin and then takes an additional D3 for the exposure result. So it's one plus a D3, essentially. Right. Because you take one from the pin and then an extra D3. Well, someone in the chat, because there was a chat thing, it was almost like your live TFL things where people could talk about it live. Yeah. It just was like, it was like, hey, you guys are doing this wrong. Like, why? 
it's it's only a D3. I'm looking at it right now. You only take a D3 from a penetrating hit. And I was trying to help him out. I was like, no, they did it correctly. You take one from a penetrating hit, regardless of damage result. You've already taken one whole point from a pin. Then you roll on the damage table, and if you get an explodes, you take a D3. So it's effectively one plus a D3. Right. Well, I guess Jody looks down and sees this, and he didn't see lioness moved the dice so then jody's like well you need to take an extra hole point ryan says you need to take an extra hole point and then at that point i hear jody talking on camera uh -huh. but but i can't interact because i'm just in the chat so at that point i'm screaming at my phone no jody he did it right like don't like i'm afraid <laughs> lioness is like well fuck ryan he's not here playing what the fuck's he got to say about anything <laughs> and i'm Causing fights in Sweden, bro. Causing fucking <laughs> fights in Sweden. But I'm like, no, you guys are doing it right. He did it perfectly right. It, I was just trying to answer a question in the chat box for somebody. <laughs> so trying to be nice and answer a question, then fucking. I fucking, I loved waking up in the morning and playing and watching fucking Warhammer. Yeah. Live, dude. Like if I could do that every morning. Oh my God. I woke up took my cat outside took my ipad outside i was sitting in my chair it was kind of it felt good out here it's probably like 75 in the morning yeah so i was sitting in my chair on my ipad watching this live 30k game in front of me i was watching the uh the iron warriors versus uh cybernetica game going on it was pretty good it was a uh, jody versus somebody else but Oh man, dude, that that whole live streaming games thing—that's that's it, man. That's, well, that's... for one, the location they're having at is beautiful. Like the the actual room, like the way it's set up, it looks like a fucking museum display. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I don't—I guess Freddie—I don't know who brought all the terrain. If it's all Freddie or who it is, but the, the terrain's the gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The table I saw was like the Forge World city tiles with the like Games Workshop buildings and some other stuff. It's beautifully painted, and everybody's models look cool. Um, like lioness's stuff is like so dark and evil looking. He's got like all those really cool looking uh, militia guys and the the knights that are all like corroded and rusty that look fucking like just so good. Like all the models look so good on the tables. I was just uh, Yinz's um, dark angels look fucking awesome. Like it just everything looks so good. I was just so impressed by everything. It was good, man. That's 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 what we're hoping. For Stiff 3, my friend. I will do my part. I will bring a nicely painted army. <laughs> We're looking forward to Stiff 3, like, pretty much, man. It's going to be next level. It's going to be next, like, we... Like, the live stream is such a big thing to me. So, like... But I, I was just, like, I looked at it, I was, like, pumped. Like, I was like, man, I wish I could be there. I know it's all the way in Sweden, but it just looks like so much fun. Plus, I want to meet. I want to meet. Like, I've already talked to Jody and Christopher, like you know, on Skype. But that's different than actually, you know, obviously meeting someone. Right. So I want to meet them. I want to meet Yens and Lioness. I don't even even on the chat. They're kind of quiet. You know, yeah. I mean, they talk on there, but they're. I've not like had an interaction with them like on a like where I've got to actually have a conversation with them or whatever. They seem like cool dudes, so I'd like actually like to meet them. Um, I chat with Freddie, but I've never. Because when I was on their podcast, he wasn't on there. So he's another person I'd like to meet. Just I like to meet people. You know what I mean? That have similar interests and talk. Um, so I'd, I'd like to meet all those guys. So that, like, getting to go there and then 
getting their because I'd like to visit Sweden anyway, and then getting their perspective on Sweden. I like to get like the local point of view on how they do shit, like what they like, what they go see. It's not all just about touristy shit. Like I can get in any tourist magazine that says, oh, you have to go see this. But then you talk to the locals and they're like, yeah, we don't really give a fuck about that. This is what we like to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> they tell you like, nah, man, you don't want to go see that dripping, dripping pitch. Then do shit. You want to no. see these. What, I'm just, I, I like, I like stuff like that. So on top of just wanting to go to Sweden and wanting to meet these guys, like the event just looked awesome the way it was put on. And I know Freddie does such a good job. Like he's super passionate about it. Like you see all the stuff, like extra stuff he does, extra money he spends, how far he goes out of his way to make the shit right. Yep. It's pretty impressive. Really impressive. Does a lot for the community over there. At least it appears. And I'm sure he's got help. I, I'm not like saying it's all, I'm sure Freddie, if he was here, he'd be like, Oh, well this and this person helped me or whatever. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying from our perspective, looking on Facebook, he does a lot. Fuck yeah, for sure. If you want to see the coverage of like what's been going on, it's pretty much over now. Uh, I think it's the middle of the night there now. It should be the end of their Sunday. But uh, if you want to look at the coverage from what was going on at Scandis, you can go to the Varangian Heresy podcast Facebook group. And they have, uh, I think, four different games that they recorded and they live stream. So you can go rewatch those on their on their Facebook page, and you can also go on there see the they had the the warlord drawing already. Um, they did a Freddie did a run through of all the tables that were at the event. And if you're if you even if you just want just I guess inspiration from other events you can go look at these videos and you can see all the things that they went through and all the, all the different tables. I mean, just, just looking at that terrain, man, it's like some of that terrain was so legit. It looked, it looked like, um, remember the, the forge world, uh, like the Tyranid table, the Tyranid, uh, oh, what was it called? It was like a, like a hive, City, I don't know. It's like the Elysian D ninety nine drop troops were like okay. Inside. Oh, the Anthelion base. Thank you. They, they, it looked like there was like an Anthelion base, but it would look like it was like some other like. Wood. It was M- it was yeah, it was MDF. Some, yeah, it was some all MDF company. man. It looks so cool, man. I was like, man, I don't know what that is, but I want that. So there was so much like inspiration just on that table, man. Like he had so much like cool stuff. Every single table, fully decked out terrain, fully like fat matted out. If it wasn't a full like tile table it was just it was, everything was so nice about that event just like gold standard gold standard event right there definitely go check yeah. out the brain I, I felt you guys. The, the video i did watch jody i jody had some horrible dice rolls uh-huh and uh i just mad props for him handling it right i've seen people lose their mind when their oh. dice go south and start fucking yelling and acting like a child and he didn't he just did one. He did one of the like where you just grab your head, like where you're just like, oh, <laughs> and stayed cool about it and just rolled with it. So mad props, Jody. That's the way to game, man. It really is. Sometimes <laughs> the fucking sometimes the fucking dice hate you. It is what it is. It's you handled it right. I was I was happy to see that. So they, you know, I, I knew it anyway just from talking to them. They all seemed like good dudes, and just watching the videos and stuff, it looked like everybody was having a good time, and nobody was getting crazy you know, acting like a child and throwing a fit. So that's really good to see. looks like they have a really cool community over there. 
I told Jody that I was going to come live in his beard and I was going to bring my cat with me. He's got a legit beard. He's got a massive fucking beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think what happened was he charged into a like a there was like a five man plasma squad and he had five tyrant siege terminators and he assaulted five plasma marines with five tyrants. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And he lost one or two to Overwatch and then when he got in combat whiffed with all his attacks and then lost a Terminator or two yeah. from just like basic Marines punching them yeah. and then failed his break check and got swept. So he lost a whole unit of tyrants in close combat. To a tactical support squad. To, to a tactical support squad of equal number. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people lose their mind. <laughs> I watched that same tyrant squad rape a Titan, a night Titan. Like, it's like they ran in there, siege breaker, swept a whole fucking night titan a lancer and then next game just straight up get murdered by a plasma <laughs> so anyway i think i mean it's it's cool to see people being a good sport like that and it, it makes it for a cool story like even though he was on the receiving end of that like hopefully i mean today like next time he's on the po- i guarantee you almost that when they record their next podcast they laugh about that yeah oh yeah so even when just keep that it's all a perspective thing like i understand being upset like when it happens because it is kind of bullshit you're like uh you know it's no like, amount it's, of math could make <laughs> yeah it's it's human nature to want to win and want to be a little competitive but you know when shit like that happens just take it into perspective that you're playing with plastic men um it's you know that's obviously that was a narrative event it doesn't really mean anything so it's cool. It was cool to see, you know, I just like seeing the natural reaction, like where he was obviously upset, but he didn't act like a tool. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just like, uh, like how you should react. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck I liked life. it. It was real. It's, it's really neat. Cause that, that's, what's cool about the live stream is you actually got to see all that. It's like, not only can he tell you the story, but there's actually video of it happening where you can see his reaction and see his facial expression when it happens. Could you imagine if there was like two commentators that like he couldn't hear? Like, could you just imagine just like straight up? Oh my God. It's like, do you, are you seeing this right now? Did a plasma support squad just annihilate <laughs> that unit of cataractic terminal? Let's go to the replay. Let's go to the replay, Tom. <laughs> you see right here, this is where he messes up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, statistically, I don't know. It's like just out of the park. I don't know how that would happen. But that le- that event looks really legit. Everybody should go check that out if they can. Old Scandis. And then I I'm really uh, can't wait to listen to the next uh, Varangian Heresy and Northern Heresy just to get their both their takes on the same event. For That'll sure, be cool. Dude. They so. they did the Warlord raffle too there. That was like one of the biggest things. They raised nine thousand three hundred eighty-eight dollars out oh, of sorry. their ten thousand dollar goal. Nine thousand four hundred twenty-three dollars out of their mm. ten thousand dollar goal uh, for muscular dystrophy for the research towards muscular dystrophy. So that was like scattershot painting, Freddie the Swede, straight up warlord Scandish raffle. Yep, it looked cool too because I saw when I met. I saw Birch at the Michigan GT and me and him hung out a little bit and talked the guy who owns Scattershot. Yeah. And he had the warlord there. Oh, that's I, when I'm, you fingered it. 
yeah, that's the picture. If anybody sees that picture online of like just a hand, like with a finger touching that warlord, that's my hand. I went up and I asked um because Birch, it was like he was like at a little booth. I think it was a badger booth, and he was sitting talking to the guy, and the warlord was behind him on a table. So I had to actually go in the booth. So I was like, Do you guys care if I take a picture of this for you know Freddie? Because you know, Birch knows knows me a little bit. I met him at Adepticon yeah, yeah. and he knows I know Freddie. So he's like, Yeah, man, I don't care. So I walked back there and just put my finger on it, you know, and took a picture because I was like, hey, Freddie, Freddie, I fingered your warlord. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Nick. Sorry, Nick. Your warlord's been fingered by Ryan Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, wherever you're at, know that I fingered it first. I was there first. My flag has been planted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her wear white to y'all's first battle. <laughs> yeah, it's already been fingered. I hope I meet this guy. I want to get a shirt made now with that picture on it that just says I fingered it first. <laughs> so, but that's cool. That's cool that that somebody has a new warlord. Ten thousand dollars was raised. Fucking everybody's happy. Dude, there's no. I, I'm not even sad that I didn't win. Me either. Well, you did technically win. Something. Oh. Yeah, you were telling me. I didn't even know that I'd won anything. You're the one that told me I won some. Yeah, you won a little prize pack. You cool. got you got drawn. It was pretty cool. Well, if he doesn't want us, uh, if he wants to save money on shipping, he, if he's coming over here next year, I can wait a couple months. He can just bring it. He is coming next year. He'll be at Stiff 3. That's what I'm saying. I'll see him there. He can just bring it in his bag. If it's not, I don't know what it is. If it's not that big a deal to throw in his luggage, he can just wait. If he yeah. wants to mail it, he can but I don't want to cost him extra money. I'm a little pissing. jealous of the person that won the full Varangian Heresy. Like, they want a t-shirt. They want a jacket. They want underwear. They won sweatpants. And they want Varangian Heresy socks. Like, they won, like, full Varangian Heresy, like... Like everything. a tracksuit? Like a like tracksuit. Like a full <laughs> Varangian Heresy tracksuit. That's fucking awesome. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Which that was me. <laughs> I would uh, I would podcast in that full bring and heresy tracksuit. It's funny. Full body. You gotta get some gold chains to lay up on it. <laughs> like classic. Un- unzip the jacket with your fucking fur patch with your gold chain laying up in it. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> so go check those guys out, Bring and Heresy, man. Their event was Nor- so good looking. And yeah. the check Northern Heresy. Northern Heresy, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, say that again without me walking all over you. Yeah, Northern Heresy, Varangian Heresy. Both of them. All those good guys out there. Linus, Jens, Chris, Jody, Freddy. It's, is it Christopher? I think you might prefer Christopher. Oh, Christopher. I'm sorry, Christopher. I don't know. He knows. He knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. But some people don't like it when you call him. I don't like when people call me Mike, so shorten their I name. get it. I get it. So, anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about your event, dude. Let's get into Ryan's event. Okay. So, so on it, November... Sell it, people. sell it to people like on, they, they didn't even know. Sell it. Sell it? Yeah. Are you I'll sold out? It. Like, do you... Okay, so... It depends on how you look at it. Because, like, you... I know you're coming, but you're not on the Facebook... You haven't got on there and said, yes, I'm coming on Facebook, so I don't know. So I don't have a true count. Oh, let me do that right now. So there's 15 people on Facebook, 
not counting you, so you'll be the 16th when you do that. When you go say that you're coming to the Facebook event, and then there's 15 people that say that they're interested. What's the Facebook event called? Um, Circle City Heresy. Circle City Heresy. Okay. Did you find it? The Reaping of Martini. Oh, yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Guess who's going? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So, um, so going off that, we should be because the idea in my head was the the event was originally designed for twenty six people max. Because we have ten tables and three of them are going to be team tables. So twenty six people. That being said, I actually have two extra tables and tops and terrain where I could make it twelve tables, but I have to like write missions on the fly that day or like a week before like i'm hoping to get a hard confirmation from everybody i'm like the week before yeah so that's a possibility i could do that or we could just make a, a few more of the tables team tables no big deal either way so i'm not really worried like as long as it's not like 60 people showing up we won't have an issue so it's kind of a little loosey-goosey on the attendance because i want everybody that wants to come to be able to come but it should be pretty close to the, you know, between 20, 25 people mark. For sure. Like, no no issues there. So I think we'll have at least that many. That's exciting. That's way exciting. So if anybody wants to come, I mean, as far as, like, people that are saying I'm 100% going, there's 16 on Facebook. So if you're one of my friends listening to this, which there's not, like, only, like, two of my friends, because my friends don't care about me, like, your friends do apparently. Oh yeah. Uh, they, uh, but, uh, get on the ball and say that you're coming on Facebook officially. That way I know. So it's not like a big mystery as to who's coming and who's not. That would be a big help. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be really good. If so, uh, we technically still have spots open. So anybody out there, if they're interested in coming, you live halfway close. I live in central Indiana, so if you just get on your uh, um, any type of you know map, Google Maps, whatever you want to use it, from wherever you're at, and just say to Indianapolis, that's going to get you within 15 minutes of how long travel time is. Um, even if you don't want to come, but you just want the players pack, like maybe you're going to run your own event or want ideas or just see what we're doing or whatever, I'll send you a players pack. Uh, just get on the Facebook page there, the Facebook event page, and just in the in the comment section, just say, hey, I want a player's pack. And um, I'll, you know, we'll, I'll hook you up. We'll just, you know, send some private messages or whatever. Or you can email me at the, what is it, ryan at warhammer30k.com. Or, yep. Yeah. You can email me there, too, if you want a player's pack, and I'll send you one if you're just curious about what we're doing. But, um just a brief overview. So the way it's going to work, like I said, there will be 10 tables. Three of them are going to be team tables. Each table has up to three missions for that specific table. So uh, you're going to have three possible ways a table can be. It can be either neutral, loyalist controlled, or trader controlled. So the mission and deployment and all that stuff that you're going to use will be fully dependent on who's in control of the table at the time that you show up to it to play a game. Okay. So 
I think I've written like 25 different missions, but each player is only going to play three. Right. Because you're only going to play in three games. So there's not really a way for you to read the missions and then write a list specifically to deal with all the missions. It's almost impossible. And I even told people, if you don't want to sit and read every mission, I don't blame you. Just read the overall event rules and construction parts and how we're going to score everything and understand how that works right. and read the read the example of how the missions will work. And then when you show up on the day, you know, I'll have the individual missions laying around on each table where you don't even need to print the packet off or anything like that to make it easy for everybody. Perfect. But the way I did, we talked about it a little bit before and you said it sounded complicated. Um, I think once people understand what I'm doing, it's not that bad. The way I have each table set up is each player will have a primary and secondary objective they can complete. But sometimes your primary, like most games you play, it's like, here's these five objectives. Whoever holds more of these objectives at the end of the game is the winner. And both people are playing towards the same goal. Yeah. I didn't want that to be the case in 100% of the game. So there may be, like the loyalist player may be doing that, trying to hold five objectives. But the traitor player may be trying to get more kill points than the loyalist. So the way you balance that against each other is it's essentially a pass-fail. So at the end of the game, if the Loyalist controls more objectives, like their primary mission, they check the box that they completed their primary mission, so they've completed it. The Trader can then, if he's w gotten more kill points than the Loyalist, can also check his box. So it's possible for you guys to both complete your primary. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then if both are completed, both primaries are completed, it's basically a wash, and then you go to secondaries. And then you do the same thing with secondaries. Okay. So that you can have a draw, a win on secondary, or a win on primary, or it's a possibility you could w complete both your primary and secondary, and they don't get anything. And based on those outcomes, you earn a number of control points on that table for your team. Oh, yeah. So it. say so it's not like individual scoring. Like at the end of the event, unless you just want to jack yourself off, it doesn't matter like how many of this victory that we're not keeping track of any of that. The only reason that I even need to know any of that is just to score for your team. Right. So like if you score if you if you win by the widest of margin, which is you completed your primary and secondary and your Stomp, opponent stomped somebody the fuck out just straight right. up. You're you're gonna get three control points for that table for your team. So right. you'll change that table score to be three higher. Then going into the so that's going to say it's the first round of the event and there's no control points on that table. That means the next time that's the next round when somebody on your team plays on that table, your team's gonna be in control of that table. So they're gonna get a little bit of a bonus. Plus, they're going to play the mission that's specific to your faction controlling that table. Right. So that's how that works. That's a very cool method, man. And then at the end of the overall event, you just count, like, the traders are in control of X amount of tables, the loyalists are in control of X amount of tables, and whoever's in control of more tables is Wait the winner, typically. Now, there are going to be a couple tables that are worth double, so you'll count like certain tables as two tables or three tables. So like that big Isvan board that I've built, the Isvan five table or whatever, um, it it's going to count as more than one table, like for the purposes of when you count at the end. So controlling that table will give your side more points for overall victory at the end of the event. Okay. 
And then for individual prizes, I'm doing a uh, raffle system. So there'll be little things you can do throughout the event to earn tickets. So like bringing a painted army, you know, we, we still got a lot of new guys that literally didn't even start until Calf came out. So they don't have, they try as hard as they can to like have their stuff painted. Like it'll all be assembled. Like I'm not, don't bring anything that's not at least assembled where you can tell what the fuck it is and what guns are on it. It needs to be fully assembled. Like okay. don't, no, no proxies, none of that horse shit. It has to actually be the model. I'm not going to be super upset with you if it's not fully painted because I get it. You know, some guys are new and I want this to be very inclusive. I don't want, you know, to have like a total 100% everything must be painted for this just little event that I'm doing. You know what I mean? I get it if it's something like you guys are running for stiff or like this big Scandis thing or something like that. But this this is just more, you know, for whoever that wants to show up, just not, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Smaller, yeah. smaller potatoes. So. So instead, what I did is, is I just put incentives to paint your stuff instead of it has to be painted. So like if you bring, if your stuff's painted, you'll get some tickets. If you just show up, you'll get some tickets. Um, then I came up with a, a wheel. Like you were saying earlier, you had that wheel that you spun for the game. Yep. I have a wheel that has like, it's 15 slots in it. And I think eight of the slots are like things you can achieve in game, like non-meta stuff, like slay the warlord or get line breaker or do whatever. Uh, I used a lot of the abilities that are on, uh, maelstrom cards for 40 K like the little maelstrom deck or whatever, like stuff like that. I put those on that wheel. And then I have seven other ones that are like things you can like, if you've brought snacks to the event where you can share them with your opponent or, uh, answer a trivia question, stuff like that. So we're going to spin that wheel a couple times before each round. And if you complete any of those things, they're going to be worth a set amount of tickets for you completing them like a little submission. Okay. So that, that way you can earn tickets and have just as good a chance at winning any prize as anyone else, regardless. I mean, you could go, you could be massacred in every game, get tabled in all three of your games, but still end up with just as many tickets as somebody that won all their games. Cause it's all supposed to be just, you know, about fun or whatever. I'm wondering if there's any Texas snacks that we have that y'all don't have. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ask some questions. I'm going to have to ask my, my fam to see, see if there's anything that y'all don't have that we have. That way I can bring y'all some Texas snacks. I don't think there is, but, Probably not. U.S. is pretty good. I mean, there's easily, like, if somebody was, like, Canada or, like, the Australia guys or Europe, I mean, we got all kinds of shit they don't have, and I'm sure it's vice versa. Yeah. But being in the U.S., like, most of the shit's pretty standard. Like, I bet if I went to my Walmart and fucking took a picture of my snack section, it's going to be almost identical to what you guys got. Do y'all have Bucky's? Do y'all have Bucky's up there? What's a Bucky's? Okay. Apparently not. Then I'm good. You're good? You got never, something? Never mind. Yeah, do you guys have do you guys have Indiana kettle corn? Well, obviously not. <laughs> There's a company called Indiana kettle corn. They sell like it, like I'm sure they sell outside of Indiana. I've seen it in other places, not in Indiana. It's, it's just the name of the company. Huh. No. I'm gonna get you a bag of Indiana kettle corn. I'm gonna bring something that I could share with my three opponents. That they're gonna be like, man, I want to go to Texas just for this. I gotta think about it. I gotta think about like what I'm gonna do, but. So anyway, that's kind of the overall how, how the event works. Um, and I wrote 
the cool thing that I did for me personally, it just to help me as an organizer, doesn't really, the players don't care. Most people aren't going to read, read the player pack or give a fuck. I wrote, I wrote all the missions in a format to where they're generic. And what I mean by that is like, I wrote a tactical objective mission. So it's like tactical objective X in parentheses. So that way I can, I wrote that one mission and how you do a tactical objective mission but then I can plug it in anywhere and change the value of how many objectives it is or whatever. And it's, but it's standardized. So I can use these mission sheets that I have that I've printed for any event I go going, use going forward. I can use these missions and just change the couple little like plug and play values I put in there, but it still works. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So like I wrote, rules for playing a relic mission in 30k with all these different sub scenarios all within that so when you show up on your little mission sheet like say this was your mission sheet and you're looking to see well my mission my primary is um kingslayer and my secondary is tactical objective three so then i just go to the part of the mission packet that has the generic things and just read that little section so a kingslayer mission is this a tactical objective mission is this so I don't have to continually write down the same fucking mission over and over and over in different ways on for different whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, very cool. Very smart. So that's kind of cool. And that's what if anybody, like I said, is out there running events and just wants some ideas, it would, you know, it would work for them too. And then there was a so most of them are fairly standard, like ideas that most people have seen before. And then I got a little crazy on some of them. I got obsessed with convoys and fucking motorcades for some reason i don't know why i can't point to it maybe i've watched fucking mad max one too many times i don't <laughs> know um but i i invented this motorcade mission and i actually had to invent like an entire new unit type and give it rules love like it dude i love that i love doing that like so I, I invented a like a convoy unit type. So how you have to enter like a unit like so if you put this section in a games workshop rule book, I did it just like in the rule book where it's like unit type this and how how it behaves. And then I had to so I, I invented the convoy unit type and then had to come up with a convoy called the Imperial something motorcade that has its rules, but then has the unit type convoy. Does that make sense? So, but yeah, I made no, it. Sure. I made yeah. I made it in a way like where it mimics how Games Workshop does their stuff. Yeah. So there's a mission that involves that. So I don't know if anybody will play it because it's only if the loyalists control a certain table. So it may not even get played. Um, but I'm going to make some people play test it this next game night to see how we like it. But I I had uh, my buddy Scott. He uh, painted up some special models for it to make it look like a motorcade. So it's going to be like two Lehman Russes and then this cool looking limo and these like uh, things that look like up armored SUVs from that War Games exclusive place. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and it'll be a convoy. And then I have another mission where it's a supply convoy and it's just so quickly. We've used this mission before and everybody likes it. So imagine a board that's a mirror image. So like you have a you have a river running directly down the center of the board. And then you have like a cliff face on each side, like so it's supposed to represent a valley, like a river running through the middle of a valley. Right. On each side of the river, there's like a trail, like how there's often like animal trails or whatever that, you know, are on each side of a river. 
but all this is like mirror image of each other from one side to the other. So your supply convoy starts on the trail to your right, so yours is going up the right trail, and your opponent has the same thing to his right, so it's coming down the left trail. So basically, you have to clear a path for yours so it keeps moving down the trail, and they have to do the same thing. But So you're trying to block your opponents while also clearing a path for yours, and then at the end of the game, you just measure to see who's went further, and whoever's went further wins the game. That's fucking cool, dude. Because like that doesn't like that doesn't give an advantage to like deep striking armies. It doesn't give an advantage to like you know armies that are like st- static. Like it's like straight up like that's cool. So the so basically the way the mechanic works is at the beginning of your turn, before you do anything else, you move your supply convoy six inches, and then at the very end of your turn, right before you pass turn to your opponent you'll move it another six. So it could potentially move 12 inches. The thing is, if at any point it would tut, it would run into friendly or enemy models, it immediately has to stop one inch away. So if you can actually, just by moving your own guys or having guys break and flee or whatever, end up inadvertently blocking your own convoy. Or if your opponent does something to make you position your models to block it, like tying you up in close combat or whatever, right? you know, you can it can stop it. And the same thing with your opponent, he can just put models in front of it. And then, so you have to cl- literally keep your path clear to move yours while trying to block his. So that's basically how it works. Hmm. That's very cool, man. I like that idea. That's a very cool mission. And the fact that you like went out of your way to make these like cool convoys in the first place. like Right. Well, I made the models and Scott painted them. Um, so cr- all credit to him on the, the painting. They look great. He did a really good job. So Those pretty- are the last picture dump if you want to see them. Yeah. So there's a couple missions that are out there like that, but most of them are things that people are going to be fairly familiar with. Uh, my buddy Nick, he wrote a couple of the missions too. Um, I think it'll be fun, man. Like We've always gotten good feedback on our missions. Uh, and like I said, we do, we're do. we doing 25 missions, but each person is only going to get a, be able to play three. And because they're only unlocked on who controls what table or whatever... I'm really pumped because I could essentially I could run this event every month. Like at the end of every month, we could rerun this exact same event and it's going to turn out different every time. And everybody's going to be playing different missions every time and taking a different path because of the way it unlocks. That's badass. I'm glad you went out of your way to like basically have a rolling fucking mission. Kind of like Inferno style. Yeah, so I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I think it'll be fun. Uh, should have really legit prizes. All the money's going towards prizes. My wife is uh, she's gonna make uh, dinner and dessert for everybody for the event. That's all included. Is it, is it weird that, that that's like what I'm kind of like mostly excited for? I think she's gonna make enchiladas. Is what, what? she said. Enchiladas. You oh. don't like them? No, I love enchiladas, but like I was thinking like. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to try some crazy stuff, like some straight-up Indiana stuff. Well, we're doing that. We're going to go get you a fucking tenderloin while you're here. We got to, 100%. That's cool. So that's happening. That's happening. (laughs) Don't fool yourself. That's happening. Don't you fool. You're coming back fatter. (laughs) I think the day day that you get here, I think you're getting a tenderloin. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, here, you're here, here's your tenderloin, like, 
right off the fucking train. I'm gonna be standing with a fucking tender no, because we'll be in Chicago. But we're gonna get you a tenderloin that day, hopefully. Dude, I've got man. I'm I'm really excited because like I'll get there, I'll get to y'all, like I'll get to the bus station, Union Station. The first day you'll pick me up, you know, we'll go do everything. And then well, we're going to do we're going to do stuff on Sunday. So here's the plan. This is what I got planned for you. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pick you up in Chicago, right? We're going to drive just a little ways. It's like a third of the way. So it's an hour, less than an hour um, to Fair Oaks Farm. Okay. And I'm going to we're going to eat at Fair Oaks Farm. They got like a little deli that you can eat at. And then they have like a legit family like fucking fill up for three days restaurant. We'll probably just stick to the deli because I don't want to like blow you up like a tick on Dracula until we get to where we're going. <laughs> but I'm gonna get you some of that super fucking like chocolate milk. It's like chocolate whole milk that they like. They literally like process it all right there. It's like the freshest shit you can get. It's like drinking. I can't like I told you. It's literally like whatever deity you worship, Odin, you know, fucking Jesus, whatever. Descends from the heavens, descends from on high, and touches you on your tongue with their finger. That's what it's like. It's so good. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'll, I'll we'll stop by there and get a little sandwich or whatever. So you're still hungry, and then when we come back, we'll probably get pizza from the uh, pizza place down in Paragon, the tomato pie where they make every ingredient fresh, like everything's made from there. It's all made from local shit. super super legit they make the sauce there they make the dough there use all local ingredients we're gonna get the carnivore you like meat pizza right yeah i love pizza yeah we're gonna get the carnivore you can even look it up and just your mouth will start watering so we're gonna get the carnivore pizza that they have there it's got fucking meatballs on it it's got bacon on it it's got ham it's so good pepperoni sauce. it's legit so we're gonna get some of that we're gonna eat that the day of the event my wife's gonna cook us uh lunch we'll have lunch that night so after the event that's the other so after the event the event in should end about six or seven we're just gonna have open gaming like just gonna roll into a normal game night so people even after the event ends at six or seven there's gonna be people gaming till three or four in the morning Fuck just yeah. playing pickup games love it so so we're gonna have to have dinner too so what we'll probably do for dinner is i'll probably go to sergeant pepper's the chicken place it, it's just fucking tender chicken tenders and fried potato chips, which doesn't sound like anything, but it's fucking legit. Like it's so good. And that's a local place. Like that's in town. That's probably the best, like just local place we can go. Then the next day, Sunday, we're going to go see the fucking big cat sanctuary. Hook you up with some, uh, face to face tiger action. We can take some photos of you like inches from a 800 pound deadly cat. Fuck yeah, and I'll Photoshop out the fence. It'll be yeah. great. <laughs> it looks like you got your arm around it. So that day we're gonna we'll 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 do that and then either eat at the we'll either eat at the diner for lunch. They're kind of in opposite directions. So we'll probably I'll probably take you to Forky's, which is like the local breakfast place, and we'll get the breakfast buffet. Blow your fucking mind. Little greasy spoon place, get you loaded up there. Take you to go see some tigers. Then we'll come back after we get done seeing tigers and drive the other direction and go to the diner and then get you a tenderloin. You got like I love how everything planned out is a place to eat. Like I gotta like I got 
I've got a well, it's winter. It's winter in Indiana. There's <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Like, where I'm gonna take you to go see tigers. I'll I'll take you over to go see the Park Hill. We'll walk up the fucking hill and I'll like, get you. I'm gonna get you at the top. I'm gonna film you. So when you're at the top and your hands are on your knees and you're going, <gasps> we can put it on the podcast and it it'll be legit. It's not fake at all. I'm gonna make you walk up that motherfucker. Throwing up chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like yeah we'll probably go to this like big cat sanctuary it's pretty cool because i got some badass corn dogs there <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man i'm gonna be so fucking like well i told you i we got that book i picked up that book at the uh bookstore that was like a hundred hundred things to do in indiana before you die and like 62 of them were food is that big cat sanctuary called in in center point Yes, it's the Exotic Feline Rescue Center. Found it, yeah. Yep. I'm looking up, like, hacks on this place. Hacks? What are you going to do? Are you going to climb the fence and get eaten while you're there? Texas man died today. No, like, uh, like different things. It's like, did you know that if you take your own fucking, like, X, they'll feed it, like, to the lion for you or stuff? Yes, I knew that. Like, well, I'm like, I'm like looking it up. Like I'm seeing like the things that I can get away with. Like if I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm not going to just be like some schmuck. That's like, cool. There's this. I want them to be like, oh, you came after four and you brought a golden ticket. Like you brought, you brought a monocle. <laughs> that means you get to ride this super ride. soft lion. <laughs> you get to ride a lion. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm pumped though. At some point. Maybe Sunday night. Do you think we can podcast from here? Is that possible? Yeah, dude. Absolutely. We have to do a face-to-face podcast. We've never done one before. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be insane. People are going to know what to do. So that's it. That's my event. So if anybody wants to go learn more about it, you just want a mission pack to get some ideas or whatever, email me at uh, ryan at warhammer30k.com or uh, just get on the uh, face Facebook event there, uh, Circle City Heresy and uh check it out super exciting i'm excited we got got guys coming from tennessee a guy from texas guys from michigan is samson coming is samson going he's supposedly coming and bringing people but he's not once again he's one of these assholes yes samson i just called you an asshole you're one of these assholes on facebook that's not said yeah i'm going for sure on this thing but he did offer to pay already i told him just to pay when he got here but we so, need to get him at that big cat rescue and like on all of our fun shenanigans and shit. He wants to go. He can go. Fuck yeah, dude. It's going to be like a. I'm going to end up moving to Indiana. I'm going to find like an IT. Nah, because it, it's been nice. What's going to happen? The fucking bottom. Like it's been we're, it's unseasonably warm right now. The bottom's going to fucking fall out of that thing about three days before you get here. And I'm going to drive you. You're going to show up in Chicago and drive you down here. And you're going to be like. Why is it so cold here? <laughs> this is horrible. I'm hoping the leaves are still on the trees. You might hit here when it's like really pretty in the fall when all the leaves have changed and all that, if they haven't fallen off by then. It's, they're just now starting to, to change. But like I said, the weather's been weird. So they could all change, and then we could get some crazy wind or rainstorm and knock them all off, and it'll just be a bunch of skeletal trees when you get here. But hopefully the leaves and shit are still on them so it still looks cool. I think it will be. We only got what two weeks left? Two weeks yeah. before it's happening. Two three weeks. So I think November fifth. I think I'll catch it right when it's all uh, 
I was looking for shit for us to do. Did you know Murder by Death, that band I was showing you? They're going to be here that weekend, but they perform on Saturday, which is when the event is. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, what time? <laughs> <laughs> They're in Lexington, Kentucky the next night, so we, we could drive like four hours and go see them on Sunday. <laughs> Holy shit. That'd be some travel time. You could see Kentucky, too, while you're here. I was looking for shit to do. It sucks as because uh, I was like, I take you to a Pacer game, like because I can get tickets and shit through work for cheap. I was looking at everything. The Colts play Sunday. I was going to take you to the Colts game, but they're fucking in Green Bay. They're not here. Then the Pacers are here, but they play on Monday, I think, or they they play on Saturday, which is when the event is, and they play on Monday. So you've just like missed out on all these other things. I was going to take you to do. That's why it's just turned into food. It's okay. I'm going down for heresy, bro. Get all these games in. Get my ass whooped by y'all's extreme meta over there. And eh, it'll be fine. You'll be all right. It won't be bad. I promise you. I'm going to have to like bring you in like, oh, yeah? You think you're so badass? Fight my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so, I'm sure that everybody out there is so excited to hear about my vacation plans. But... No, they can come too. They can be excited. We'll feed them. We'll get them loaded up on chocolate milk and tenderloins if they want to come. <laughs> Guess we should start going over some emails. Let's do it. First one was the Stormlord one, right? Stormlord email. That's right. And that is coming from Mr. Robert. So I got to I got to go ahead and read it, it. Yeah, go ahead and read it. So Robert says, "Hey, I had a question for you guys about a Stormlord. I have been using one for the past couple months in my Solar Ox army, and the other night someone in our gaming group pointed out that you can't assault out of one. After rules luring the hell out of it, we found it to be a bit of a gray area. I was planning on taking a Stormlord filled with 20 Axe, Velatarius, 6 Ogrins, and my Lord Marshal inside of it for Stiff 3. Oh, you're coming to Stiff? What's up, Robert? But if you can't assault out of the vehicle, I need to completely restructure my list. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Here is a picture of the Naxxon and Ogren I'm working on. I love that he just attached that fucking picture. I love it. We're going to share it with everybody on the internet, but I love the fact that you attached a fucking picture to your... We've been getting more and more pictures, and I love seeing people's shit. So. I agree. So, so, anyway. so we'll just start off by saying, yes, you can assault out of it. Don't it's you agree? Down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's up up. It's well, not, it's, it's not. not so, so here's the thing. I, I, I don't think it's a gray area either. I, I, I'm because he didn't word it. I don't know exactly how the guy's trying to argue it. But this is, if I was trying to be a uh, rules d bag and try to, I don't want to call the guy d bag. He might be a nice guy. He might just not get what's going on. If I was trying to argue that you couldn't, the only thing I can see is that if you read a Stormlord, it doesn't actually have the open topped rule. What? It says it says for purposes of embarking and disembarking, it counts as being open topped. Okay, then that means then that's assault vehicle all day. That's that's how I see it too. But so if you read disembark, I'm just going to read this small. So this is on page 81 of the hardback rulebook. It says a unit that begins its movement phase embarked on a vehicle can disembark either before or after the vehicle is moved, including pivoting on the spot so long as the vehicle has not moved more than six inches. If the vehicle had not moved, the unit disembarked from the vehicle can then move normally. 
if the vehicle had already moved before the unit disembarked, the vehicle cannot move further that turn, including pivoting on the spot, moving flat out, running, or charging. In addition, a vehicle cannot tank shock or ram on the turn it disembarks. So that's just explaining, you know, how you disembark. And then there's a disembark restrictions. After disembarking, models cannot or can manifest psychic powers and can either shoot or run in their subsequent shooting phase, counting as if they had moved that turn. But they cannot declare a charge in their subsequent assault phase. If a unit disembarks from a destroyed vehicle during the enemy turn, it cannot charge cannot charge in the assault phase of its own turn unless the destroyed vehicle had the assault vehicle special rule. So if you go to the assault vehicle special rule on page 157. Wait, I've never realized that. Yeah. So on page 157, assault vehicle, passengers disembarking. Did you catch that? Yep. Passengers disembarking from access points on a vehicle with this special rule can charge on a turn that they do so, even in a turn that the vehicle was destroyed or in the following turn, unless the vehicle arrived from reserve. So then you go to open top. So open tops says uh, passengers charging from open top transports acting as an ideal attack platform. All open top transports have the assault vehicle special rule. Bam. So because it counts as an assault vehicle for purposes of disembarking, it means you can, and then you, you could means you can assault. No gray area. Just have to look up three different rules to, for it to make sense. Yeah. And but, then it, uh, so if you read the, the open top vehicle rules are on page 88 of the same hardback rule book, and it has the assault vehicle rule there as well, where it says passengers disembarking from access points on a vehicle, blah, 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 which an open top transport, Open top vehicles do not have specific access points. Instead, all of the vehicle is considered to be an access point, regardless of any base it may have. So you can basically disembark from anywhere on a storm lord or embark from anywhere. And because it counts as open top for purposes of embarking and disembarking, when disembarking from an open top vehicle, you can then assault in the following assault phase because of the assault vehicle rule. Very cool. So that's how all that works. So I've never, this is the first time I've seen anyone argue that you can't assault out of a Stormlord. Yeah. So that guy's in a extreme, I, extreme minority. I've, I've seen where people get the, the Stormlord and the Gorgon confused. Because right. the, the Gorgon counts as open topped for the purposes of like firing against it. But it like you don't it, get it's the, it's straight open topped. It yeah. has the open topped rule. You, you but you don't get to use it as an assault vehicle for that purpose. Like you don't get to jump out wherever the fuck you want or shoot out the top. Right. That's so the Gorgon is reverse. The Gorgon counts as open. It counts as open topped for when you shoot at it. As far as the the I, bl- I don't know. I don't have it here in front of me. I'm pretty sure it counts as open topped for purposes of shooting at it, but you can't fire out of it or disembark. You can only disembark from its actual access points. Right. And you, can't, and, you can't, and you can't shoot out of it. Right. I've seen people get those confused. Yeah. But never the can't assault out of it. Hey. Sorry. Cat just like wandered yeah. in. Like so, someone scared the shit out of her outside. <laughs> So I hope that answers your question. And then you're you're organizing Stiff Three, so you obviously have no problem with someone assaulting out of a Stormlord. No, you're totally good, dude. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
unless some massive rules change happens in the next like couple days, you're fine. Yeah. All right. So what's up next? Hold on. Okay. So next on the list here is some Raven Guard advice. And this is actually coming from I believe Parker Reed, right? Yep. I said last name. My bad. My bad, Parker. People know your name now. Let me pull that information up. So he... That was forwarded from you. Bam. There it is. Right there. So this one was a little bit different. Okay. So he says... I've recently started listening to y'all's podcast, and I'm intrigued. I wanted to come to Stiff 3 really bad, but have a vacation planned already. Oh, sorry about that, buddy. Hopefully your vacation's to somewhere awesome. Uh, anywho, I'm going to be expanding into some new units and want to get your take on my newest list. Here it is. Okay, so this is the list he gave us. He said he took a Centurion with... Hang on, hang on. This is Raven Guard. Yeah, this is Raven Guard. Just to put it out there, it's Raven Guard. I don't know how many points it is, but it 2, looks like... 2,500. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, right, I, go ahead. I, I drew it all out in Battle Scribe. It's a 2,500-point list. All right. Uh, he says, I'm going to be expanding into some new units and wanted to get your take on my newest list. Here it is. Uh, Centurion, he took him as a Siege Breaker in Cataphract Armor with a Chain Fist and Phosphex Bombs. Very Raven Guardy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he took a Tactical Squad with... Uh, Extra close combat weapons with a Vexilla inside of a drop pod with a sergeant with artificer armor, melted bombs, and a lightning claw. Uh, he took a tactical squad. Once again, extra close combat weapons. Vexilla in a rhino with a dozer multi-melta, a sergeant with artificer armor, melted bombs, and a power sword. Then he took a tactical support squad, all plasma guns in a pod with a sergeant, artificer armor, melted bombs, and apothecary. In artificer armor with a power sword, a quad mortar battery, two of them with shatter shells, a veteran squad of 10 dudes with marksmen, two heavy bolters inside of a pod, and a sergeant with artificer armor and power fist, a Mordathan squad, five combi flamers, and a rhino with do dozer and melty melta, and a uh, the shade, which is like the sergeant, with artificer armor and a melt bomb. Then he took a lightning with four Kraken missiles, Phosphec bombs cluster, ground tracker, auguries, the battle servitor control. So that thing's just the leader of tanks. A heavy support squad, all with last cannons, sergeant with artificer armor, augury scanner, and melt bombs. And Korax with, I guess he took, he took Chameleon on him then. And he's using the decapitation strike right of war. And for those of you that... Can you take camel line on it? It's kind of a uh, uh, it's it's a weird thing. You can take camo cloaks with well, chameleon on any independent character in the uh, Raven Guard army. For does five... it say does it say any in the army or does it say Legion of Stardis? Because Korax doesn't have Legion of Stardis. Uh, I don't know. I could tell you specifically though. They're Legion nineteen, so they're way back here. Bam! Jump right on that page. Any Raven Guard independent character may be given the Chameleon upgrade for plus five points. 
So, however, it doesn't, it doesn't if this option is chosen, they may not be equipped with Terminator armor, a jump pack, a Space Marine bike, or a Space Marine jet bike. Well, doesn't he have a jump pack? No, he has the pinions. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just playing. I get it. I hear you. I don't... Uh, I know. There, plus, there, I don't think you can alter special characters, like, stuff. It, dude, there, there's like, a I don't whole... think you can. I don't think you can add equipment to special characters. I get you. No, I, I hear you. I understand completely what you're saying. I don't yeah. think that's legal. Yeah. So, anyway. I mean, he has... Does he have stealth already? No, he doesn't. Okay. I don't think it's legal. I don't think you can add war gear to special characters, for one. I, I, I think you can, because a lot of people do that already for, like, uh, for like Mon. People put Chameleon on Mon and shit like that. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't have stealth. He just has that crazy... Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, at the gate, can't do the chameleon. I'm assuming that's what it says, camo. But Battlescribe yeah. lets you do it, so it's probably something in Battlescribe that... that... fucked it up. Whatever. So, for one, he has a jet pack, a jump pack, and he does not Raven Guard, technically, because he doesn't have Adeptus to start as Raven Guard. I don't know. Right. So, there's a couple reasons why we don't think he could take him, but... Well, whatever. Anyway... So he says, so Korak is actually there to protect my backfield and push maybe midfield to take out deep strikers and the like, while the plasmas and sniper vets put pressures on monstrous creatures and heavy infantry. I uh, hate rapiers, and he capitalized hate, so he hates them with a passion. And uh, that's basically the sole purpose of, for the sniper vets. Kill the rapiers. Uh, the siege breaker is a little odd, I know, but the last cannon squad, he gives them tank hunters, and the ability to move and fire was slow and purposeful with the plasma squad. Uh, and with the Plasma Squad, he can tank for them and chuck a Phosphex Bomb at someone who is just who is just delightful. Um, so for starters, and I'm pretty sure everybody listening, uh, I'm guessing, and we kind of had a talk about this before, uh, Cataphractic Terminator doesn't give you slow and purposeful in the 30K universe. I think it does in the 40K universe. It does in 40K, and it, it used to in 30K and cur- still currently does in 40K, but in the current 30K rules... Here's the actual section. It says, in addition to the effects listed previously for Terminator armor, a model in cataphractic pattern armor cannot run, make run moves or overwatch attacks. Also, their invulnerable save is increased to a four up. Models that join a unit in cataphractic armor may themselves not make run moves or sweeping advances while with the unit, but may otherwise make overwatch attacks as normal. If a unit is joined by a model with cataphractic armor, the unit is prevented prevented from making run moves or sweeping advances while the model is with them. There's nothing in there about giving them passing on relentless or whatever because they got rid of slow but purposeful and basically wrote it in a different way to where you can't do that anymore. Right. So there's that. So I don't know if that messes with your list at all or anything like that but it, it seems like you were going to take them inside the last cannon squad i mean the last cannon squad by itself is pretty good as if you just put an apothecary in there with the augury scanner that or, you can take it on the sergeant oh just take it on yeah you, you did take it on sergeant anyway i think that's i put in here that because he has an apothecary with no scanner he should put a scanner on the apothecary it's only five points take the take the the cheaty camo off corax and use those points to put an augury scanner on the apothecary. Right. 
Yeah. But, uh, I mean, hands down, looking at the list itself, you have the... Well, finish reading because he says where the apothecary goes and all that. Oh. So apothecary goes with either the plasma to help them with overheats or the rapiers for lols and super toughness on them. Uh, Mordathan can infiltrate their rhino, scout, and either move or disembark, and run a, run a nuke a unit on turn one or just survive the turn one shooting. It mitigates them being in the open with my opponents having to blow up the transport. Uh, lightning does what lightning does. Pop Spartan, napalm what's inside. I smile. Win-win. Uh, anywho, let me know what y'all think and chat about it on the next podcast. Thanks. So, so so that's why I think he should put an augury scanner with that apothecary because if he's going to attach that apothecary to those... Uh, plasmas. The plasmas or the, the quad mortars, it's good to have intercept on either of those. Yeah. Since his plasma's coming in with drop pod, I think that's kind of like a... Like... Put him with the rapiers, you know? I think so, too, yeah. Unless, like, you deep strike and then you plan on something. Because, like, you're going to... Yeah, you're going to want your... Well, it depends. Uh, I mean, like, it is if you look at your opponent's list and they don't have anything deep striking, then I would put him with the plasma. Yeah. If they have deep striking stuff and they're likely going to deep strike into your backfield put with or outflank it, put him with the quad mortars. Yeah. You're pretty flexible until the your opponent's list gets read. So... It's just good to have the augury scanner because it's going to give you, it's going to make that entire unit benefit from that. So, the only other thing I'm not a huge fan of are the heavy bolters and the veteran squad. Since they're in a drop pod and going to be dropping in really close anyway, those would be way cheaper and better served to be flamers. Yep. Because so they'll get the sniper on the flamer roll. So, if you're going to drop pod in somebody's face and you're going to be that close in the first place, you get to fully disembark out of your drop pod so you can deep strike your drop pod on some an enemy unit, basically, and then disembark in the best possible position with a heavy flamer. Or, I'm sorry, with just a flamer. Flamers. Yeah, there's no point in running heavy flamers, really, because they're going to give sniper to whatever, and they're always going to wound on a four-up regardless. The, um, if you play a lot of Mechanicum, it can be okay because they have a lot of four Mechanicum or Solar Ox because they have four-up armor, and then you're just ignoring it all the time. It wouldn't be bad. But I would take the heavy bolters out, and then with those points, put in two two normal flamers, and and the extra points you can buy some more combi flamers for the unit as well. Right. It just makes sense. I mean, especially for what you're trying to use it for, if you're trying to pot in anything with what the heavy bolters would have, 18-inch range, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they'd still do fine in a... Uh, in a rhino, it'd probably be the because you can still infiltrate the rhino. So, yeah, I would get rid of the centurion, the siege breaker. I don't see for one, it's not fluffy at all. Yeah, and two, because you can't do the cataphracty armor trick like you thought, all you're really gaining from it is tank hunter on the last, the five last cannon guys. That's really it. Which is brutal. Don't get me wrong. That's a, it's not bad. I mean, I guess you could still definitely take him out of the Terminator armor. That's yeah. Not. If you if well, you can't have a siege breaker and not Terminator armor, right? Or can yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. Can oh be yeah. Then totally because Terminator armor doesn't allow you to infiltrate. So right. you could. So if you took a siege like if you want to just have a siege breaker just for the the tank hunters, 
remove it out of the Terminator armor so you can infiltrate him and then take that last cannon squad, infiltrate them up midfield, somewhere, anywhere in the field. Or really. you don't even have to do... The nice thing about infiltrate, the other advantage of it is you don't have to put... Like, even if you're going to deploy them way back in your deployment zone, you still don't have to put them out there until your opponent's already deployed if you've... De so say you win the roll to go first, if you have your whole army in power armor, you don't have to deploy anything, and you make them deploy, and then you deploy all your models, whether they're... You I know do what that I'm saying? So much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like then you can put them wherever the fuck you want, and it's still you're basically getting to counter deploy and take the first turn. Yeah. It's. I mean, hands down, it it makes. Uh, I would honestly, I would say that if you because if you deploy them midfield, then not only do you have the 18 inch augury scanner bubble, but like let's say either you were playing against another. Uh, infiltrating armory like Alpha Legion or something, then you deny an 18-inch bubble in the middle of the field with your last cannon, dropping the last cannon squad first, midfield, because they have that augury scanner in the unit. Yeah. And then put a Centurion with him for a tank hunter. That's a pretty, I mean, eh, it's not super fluffy, but it, it's it's cool. I'm not mad that it's a Siege Breaker. I'm more mad at the, the fact that it's got Terminator armor. Yeah, no, definitely strip it of that Terminator armor. Yeah. But going down the list, the uh, tactical squad with the extra blades, uh, I dig it. I mean, that's how I run it in a pod. Uh, the tactical squad with extra blades and a rhino with a multi-melta, that's how I'd run it too. Just because I'd infiltrate the rhino forward, get it to where I need it to be, and then set up for a turn two charge if I could. Um tactical support squad with plasma guns uh so you had mentioned that you took the plasma guns to put pressure on monstrous creatures and heavy infantry um hmm. how do you feel about that plasma squad ryan it's not bad you just i like, mean you it's it's something different i mean you could obviously you know the thing is like rules wise if you're just going looking at it from pure rules perspective, we've talked about this before, you can replace a lot of things with more veterans. But maybe he just wants a different look and just doesn't want to be cookie cutter and run a ton of veterans. So I get it. Yeah. I I mean, we just watched a plasma squad kill an entire squad of Tyrant Terminators, so you know. Right. They're definitely they definitely make their points back. So that's cool. Uh really I don't I mean with uh, with drop pods, you got to look at what you can do. With like, how many pods does he have? One, two, three pods. Yeah, so which is the right number. Yeah, so he's getting two first turn. So he'll probably get that tactical squad in second. Put the plasma gun down first, and the veteran squad second. If he switches over that veteran squad to a rhino, then it'll be the wrong number. So you'd have to put something else in a pod. You can just buy a pod for the Centurion, I guess. Well, you can't. He would have to uh, take. If he dropped the Centurion and took uh, what's his face Mon, he can take a drop pod, and then you could. Put oh yeah. The, well, I, can you just? Couldn't you just take a pod for decapitation strike and? Uh, only on tactical squads and veteran tactical squads, I think. Yeah, you're right. 
and tactical support squads. And your Merdathan, I, I know you had mentioned that you hate rapiers. Uh, so a full rapier squad is what two hundred and forty points or two hundred fifteen points. Well, it depends on how you with what shells you give them. With with shatters, well, that's oh, how shit. they come. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about phosphex. Yeah. Hold well, on. Let me do the math here. Because I was I, w- I was doing some math hammering on the more Dathan seven man squad in a rhino with combi flamers all around or combi uh, plasma all around, and I think the cost of them was I think it was twenty to thirty points more than what a rapier squad would be only with shatter shells. I didn't even do phosphex. Well, if he keeps the siege breaker, he can take phosphex. Yeah, I was. I was he's actually, already, and he's already he's already got quad mortars in. Right, I was actually thinking about uh, for deleting. I think it's funny that he hates rapiers, but he's got them in his list. Well, yeah, I was actually thinking of more of a uh, a delete rapier unit. Oh, well, if you put phosphex on your own rapiers, where it wounds them on threes and they're AP threes because it's poisoned, then it will work. You can kill their, their rapiers with your rapiers. And then the more Dathan with flamers will work coming in out of a drop pod. If he switches that veteran tactical squad over with the, with a bunch of flamers on them and the drop pod, that'll work. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, he had heavy, he had heavy bolters on him before. If he just put flamers on him, like we said, you could kill rapier batteries with it. Yeah, I'm trying to do like a point per point, like what's pretty much guaranteed to kill. So like if you took a siege breaker, took a quad launcher battery, you took phosphex canister shots. So that makes 270 points is what it cost to run a quad launcher battery with phosphex and shatter shells. With with what three or two? Three, three. He's already got a unit of two. No, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like if your enemy took it. This is what they're because oh. he says he hates them. So oh. if he's going to be playing against them, that's 240 points, and he'd have to dedicate like to kill that to delete them. And then if you survived out of it, then whatever you killed after that is going to be just like pure profit. Yeah, and. A, a more Dathan squad is going to be like the best choice because you can take a seven man more Dathan squad in, with combi flamers inside of a rhino with a multi melter for like the exact same cost. You infiltrate it forward and use your special twin linked rending attack on that turn. That like yep. let, let's say you get first turn, which in this case take Mon, take Strike Commander Mon, and or well, if, no if, decapitation if he, strike lets you reroll. If he takes Mon and and he gets a drop pod i would just get rid of the rhino with the more dathan and put mon with the more dathan in the drop pod uh, that's kind of a that's kind of like a gray area putting people why? in his drop pod why you well, attach you he's a special character yeah well like you can you unit. can put independent characters in a dedicated transport but it doesn't actually say that you can like put a unit inside of a character special dedicated transport He's the only character I know that can buy a transport, but I don't see why it would matter. It's a transport. He's attached to the unit. It's no different. Mm. 
Well, but the rules specifically say that you can't put a unit inside of a dedicated transport that's not purchased for them. But you can put, but the rules bend for an independent character. So it's weird. Yeah. It's a it's a weird gray I, area. I, I, like I guess Mon has like this special one seat drop pod. I get it. It doesn't make sense. No, it it seems like you should be able to put somebody in there with him. Yeah, it, it's a weird gray area, but like they don't allow it at Adepticon. I asked. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I asked. I asked. <laughs> like I, I I I was gonna do it. Well, I mean, he's like I said, he's already got this veteran squad and a drop pod. Just swap those heavy bolters over to flamers, and they're gonna do. Not quite as good a job as the Mordathan, but pretty close. Yeah. And for a lot less points than the Mordathan would be. There's yeah. so many like cheap ways to get rid of a quad border squad. and Which is good. I mean, you have to. You can't leave those. If those things get to shoot at you for just a couple turns, you're in trouble. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this list, minus Centurion is going to do like just fine any list that it, it plays up against. Right. That's, uh, that's the only notations I had was put an augury scanner on the apothecary, swap the heavy bolters for flamers slash combi flamers on the veteran squad and mess with, get, do something with the centurion because he doesn't, the slow, but purposeful thing doesn't work. But other than that, the list is fine. How would you run Korax? I've, I've never run Korax in an army. I only have two of them. I just I've never run him like I I just I just run him solo running around uh, in this list. I would just run him around solo. He has hit and run and whatever. So you should be able to to basically pick on almost anything. That's not a super elite close combat unit. Like yeah. even like even five cataphracty or less. He's going to be able to kill him. No problem without really taking much damage. You really just have to look out for like a giant like a, a Primarch with their bodyguard death star type type unit. You want to keep him away from that. Right. And then, um, so he's got that rule where they can only snap fire at him unless he, and if he's not the closest model, which with these drop pods and stuff in this army, you're going to be drop podding stuff in the odds are he's not ever going to be the closest guy for the, you know, for the most part. So you should be good against shooting. He'll be, yeah, he'll be just fine. So, I mean, I like him. I think he's one of the more, you have to be more cerebral on how you use him to get the most out of him. But I think if you're good, if you got good with him, he would be really good. Yeah. Just don't, I mean, I don't know if you've played Korax before, uh, Parker, but don't use him to tank like other Primarchs. He's not going to do too great. Well, that's, yeah, you got, he has hit and run. Just get away from him. He's designed to kill all their other stuff while you just kill their, uh, their Primarch with, your shooting or whatever. Yeah. Use that. He's, he's very much like a, like something like a dread claw or something by comparison where you can just use it in the most like blunt way, which is like, Oh, I'll just drop this here, whatever. But there's so many other special rules and ways to get creative with it. Um, you can turn it in, you know, from a, average unit into an incredibly good unit just by learning some new tactics and ways to use it and being smart about how you deploy it. Absolutely. So that's how I look at it. So yeah, man, play this list, Parker, let us know. I, I, I kind of interested in seeing how you, how Corax hangs out on his own. If you could send, send us an update on how it goes and definitely send us pictures, man. Love to see some pictures of the army. 
but what's next? We just got a bunch of like fan mail we can go through pretty quick. I don't think we have any more lists. No. Next thing is uh, from Denmark. I mean, everything else is just kind of like thank you mail. Yeah. And then pictures. We can read some of it if you want. It's not that long. Go ahead and read it out. Read it out, Ryan. Okay. So we got an email uh, titled, uh, Hello Again from Denmark. So it's, this is from Peter. Uh, we helped him. He, which, which list did he do? Do you remember? Oh, he's another Raven Guard list. So he says, hey, guys, thanks for your advice on my list on your show. You made both some really good points and made some interesting arguments. So from what I have from that, I have made a new list with a mix of it all. Uh, it is much the same with a few changes. Um, the infravision is gone. Uh, I did still keep the Praetor as he was. He might not be the most effective, but it's I think think it's more fun. Cool. More power. Um, the more Dathan are gone after hearing you say about special units and the change to Legion veteran tacticals. Like we just talked about that, that their Legion tacticals have kind of obsoleted Legion veteran tacticals have kind of obsoleted some units. Um, I've taken a second squad of them. So he's taken two veteran squads. Now uh, the unit have a uh, combi flamers that they use the marksman rule. The, uh, the other big thing about this list is I will have a vigilator join them to give them stealth and go infantry hunting. That's pretty cool. Uh, I wanted to use my Mordathan models because I like the way they look more than anything else, so I'm going to use those as my veteran models. That's cool. I don't I don't think anybody have a problem with that. Do you, Michael? No. There's nobody that would have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, the other Legion's tactical squad will be all combi melters and have machine killers dropping in with a drop pod. Um, much of the rest of the list is the same. I'm still only using two drop pods, one to be backline threat and the other as an option to counter opponents. Uh, the additional weapon is gone from the Legion Tactical Squad. With the leftover points, um, I had enough to get an Apothecary with Jump Pack to join the Dark Furies. That's a good, that's a solid choice. Love it. Um, and then I'm attaching a few pics of my hobby, hobby painting. Uh, it's still a work in progress, and I'm not completely happy with my Raven Guard look yet but I'm taking some online tuition from Miles David from Little Legend Studio. That guy's super fucking legit his from what I've seen of his work. Fucking great, yeah. So what that's a good... What did the other day? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Anyway. So he says, Little Legend Studios to improve my skill and get the right look. That Well, that's, like I said, that's an extremely good choice of a guy to get with. That guy's really good. Um, once again, thank you for all your advice and great work you guys do. You really make a great podcast. Uh and people can hear the passion that you guys have for the hobby as a whole. Uh, always looking forward to your next show. Uh, yours, Peter. Well, thank you for this email, Peter. Um, I'm glad that uh, you took some of our advice and discarded some and kept some. That's always awesome. You're, I like people doing their own thing. So cool. Definitely cool that, that we helped you out. So keep listening. Thank you, sure. Peter. We appreciate um, all your and kind then, uh, words. Did you look at his pictures? Yeah, hell yeah, I looked at pictures. So if you want to, we can. Uh, I don't think he'll care sending them in, but we can put some of these up on the. Uh, yeah, all, all the pictures that y'all send in, like just from here on out, we're gonna post them. <laughs> like it's, yeah, post they're, them on they're, the picture. So, so we got another list. This 
this was uh, this was a thank you email from uh, Jonathan. He was the guy that a while back he wrote in about his wife buying him a knight, but he was playing Sons of Horus and wanted to run uh, Horus as well. Yep. So he's wanting to fit like all this stuff into one list and couldn't figure out how to do it. So I built him that onslaught list. Yep. Because he was wanting to use Black Reaving and run a knight and run Horus, which there was no way to do. So we, I compromised with him as like, ah, this is what you should do. And we went with an onslaught list and then using Horus and Malagurst together, you can get most of the benefits from the Black Reaving and still be able to take your knight because there's two Lord of War slots. Hell yeah. So he wrote back in. He says, hey, Ryan, just to keep you updated, I have painted a test model as I have never painted Sons of Horus. Attached are some photos. Sorry for the picture quality. It looks better in life than it does in the photos. I need to work on that. <laughs> you and me both, brother. I suck <laughs> right. at taking pictures. Uh, also, I need to work on the green. Looking back, I don't think I brought enough. Uh, it's not bright enough. Uh, I'm happy with the weathering around the legs, though. I also dropped him just after spraying varnish on him, so the extra on his helmet was an accident. <laughs> not my best work, but I guess that's what test models are for. I think it looks great. We're going to put a picture of this guy up, too. I think it looks really nice. Yes. I, I can see where if you... It's more of a muted green. Like you said, it's not as bright as some of the Sons of Horus, so that's just personal taste, though. I actually like it. I'm not saying I like it better one way or the other, but it still looks good. That's all I'm saying. He says, I've also bought my first 10 uh, Mark, uh, Mark IV Marines to be uh, vets. Got the Sons of Horus upgrade kits on them as well. I'm going to start working on them soon. Uh, saving for a visit to Warhammer World. So jealous. In December. Uh, so the army should leap forward then. Keep I'll keep updating you with pictures. God Come bless you. Says, I'm also going to pick up some magnets, but never used them before, so that should be fun. This is what you need, sir. You need to get on online. I know you're in the UK, and but I'm still I think they still ship there. It may I I don't know. You'll have to look at their shipping costs. K and J Magnetics. I always pump this place up. They're not don't have anything to do with hobbying. They just sell magnets. Go to K and J Magnetics and look at their N52 magnets. That's the strongest neodymium magnets that I've ever found. I use personally. I use the um, what is it? Three three sixteenth. Here, I got it right here. I'm rambling. It's three three sixteenths inch diameter by one thirty-second thick or by one sixteenth of an inch thick. Those are my favorite magnets for magnetizing arms and stuff like that. But those guys, their magnets are incredibly strong for their size. That's where I recommend. Also, look at that Corsec engineering uh, magnetic applicator that you can get on eBay. It's a really good $6 purchase. What do you think, Michael? It's fantastic. $6 purchase. Yeah. So it's Corsec, uh, C-O-R-S-E-C, engineering and you can just go to ebay and type in corsec engineering mag magnet applicator and it should come up um i'm also thinking of maybe building two armies at once slowly so that if people come over that don't have armies uh we can play quick games so starting at like 500 points each that's a great idea that's how you should start your little local club if uh you like they're just doing something at your house like i do uh one will of course be sons of horus the other i'm thinking is space wolves as russ looks ace I yes, agree. Yeah. Does look nice. The knight will, the knight will then become part of a knight house that either one of us could take as we build up points. Maybe with a red color to give me some painting variation. I thought building two armies at once would also be cool, as I can uh, 
play as I go a possible idea, but may need to think on that some more. Your podcast is always great. Keep up the great work. Uh, hope you like the test model. I, I use the Imperial. I use the Imperial Space Marine I picked up. It's the special edition guy with disintegration gun or whatever. Um, he says he's got a Sons of Horus transfer sheet coming to uh, cover up that blank shoulder pad because right now it's just painted green. So your guy looks great. It looks to me. It looks like you have a pretty high skill level for painting just based off that one model. I think so. It's it's very very nice work. I think it looks great. I see what you're saying on the green. I personally don't mind it. I like it. But if you if you feel like you want to change it or brighten it up, I totally get it. So we'll put that up on the uh, Facebook too. On the photo photo dump. As well, for those of y'all that are listening, uh, we actually just started up a Radio Free Istvan uh, Facebook page. We, so still have, we still have the Forgotten Legion Facebook page. Uh, but we set up a Radio Freest Fans Facebook page just because, like, it's kind of. <laughs> I think we didn't we didn't want to co-op the Forgotten Legion page because they are like we're part of the Forgotten Legion network, I guess, but we're we're <laughs> our own thing. Does that make sense? Is yeah. that how you're trying to? Yeah, like it 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 just makes more sense. Like, basically, for the people that were like Forgotten Legion that like don't give a shit about Radio Freest Fan, they're like. Well, what the fuck is this photo dump? It's like it's like okay, well we'll just make a separate Radio Free Demand page, and then like where we like because people on the Forgotten Legion page like you know have we have so many likes, thousand likes or whatever. It's like they have no fucking clue what the the photo what? dump is. There's people who don't care right. about it, so. right? So just real quick, we got a uh, email from Stephen Hillman. Uh, he was the guy that we joked about him writing the 40k. Li- list in and then he helped us with some um space wolf fluff and he's done some other cool stuff so he sent us some uh pictures of his uh beautifully painted uh thousand suns um and we put them up on the facebook there so uh he sent us basically just a letter thanking us for his advice because he was asking about what he should buy with his uh calc box or whatever yep We, we talked about that so he was basically just thanking us for that and kind of giving us some little bit of feedback for what he's going to do. And then he said it was okay for us to put all those pictures up, which we did. So, And, and he did touch. mention that he was going for uh, the Scarab Cult, right? Like he, he did yeah, confirm. Yeah, he, he, actually, he actually explained that So, because the fluff. He goes, the Scarab Occult was actually a special unit of Terminators. Was That was the actual name, the Scarab Occult Terminators. He said that the Scarab shoulder pads are just uh, the only right side shoulder pads that offered by forge world so i just bought enough for everybody because he thought they were cool and looked egyptian themed (laughs) so he said he's going to contact somebody from shapeways to see if he can get some alternate egyptian themed shoulder pads to distinguish from different units right which will be cool so anyway his pictures are we'll we'll put those up they look really really good there's he's already gotten some likes you know people have already liked and commented on his photos about how much they like him i love that red dude that red with that white that white's so crisp yeah red is so deep and looks good so last but not least i'll let you read this one it's the sacrificial offering scout or squat guy because you were you gave him this idea you were so pumped about this so i want you to read it uh i don't have it pulled uh yeah i do blow so this is from easy fish aka james dean yep 
He was on the last TFL. Like I said, he was in the chat on the TFL webcast. So I talked to him a little bit. Yeah. So James Dean says, I hope this finds you well. First up, it's taken me a week to reply to you. It's been a bit man- manic in my crazy world. That said, thanks for taking a look at my list last week. It was great to hear your advice and your thoughts. Just to clarify, Rip It is those little stubby tins of energy drink that makes time slow like the squirrel and over the heads, not any kind of enhancement. So we, we did find that out later on, that Rip It is my like, buddy, My buddy Scott, yeah. uh, who plays here, he's uh, ex-military, and he he's traveled all over the world, and he said that they're like some shitty like third world energy drink for like tweakers. <laughs> he's like he's like doesn't trust it. He's like they could put meth in there. You don't know. He says it's like the equivalent of an energy drink that's like got a bunch of like boner pills and stinger trucker pills from a gas station here in the stateside thrown in them or whatever. It so, was pretty funny. So it's like the Bollywood version of Monster is like apparently yeah from what yeah. we understood. Yeah. So that's rip it. All right. Uh, so originally I was just going to plop down an Aegis line and be done with it. But after hearing yours and Michael's idea, I spent the last week press molding squats up for a wall <laughs> of bodies. I'll send you some work in progress pics as I go. And he actually like, we're going to post them up on the, the picture dump, but he legitimately has like Aegis <laughs> defense line with these poor fucking like dead squats. Just like, it looks like the wall. Okay, so it's like if you took a Aegis line and then put a pile of dirt out in front of it, like a wall of martyrs, like the wall of martyrs trench line. But instead of dead Cadians, he has dead squats. It's fucking awesome. I love it. So yeah, they piled up their dead squat bodies, <laughs> and they're trying to hold out while the Alpha Legion come in and fucking the, like in true sacrificial offering form. Those poor little squats. He says, those are the first few to dry. There will be lots more. So he sent us a work of progress picture. We'll post them up. And then he gave us an idea of the Dread Claws and kind of like a follow-up on his list. But that's all good. We'll yeah. have to go over that. So so that's it, man. Dude, I'm, I'm super excited to post these pictures. Like, Yep. Sacrificial offer. I like getting all these photos and just like, other questions too i mean it's nice getting lists too but i like a mix of stuff so it's good to get a little mix of stuff i like how he said he was just gonna do an aegis defense line until we gave him the idea and like basically we took that little like little idea and we put it you you took don't give me credit that was your (laughs) you you got pumped about the squat and then once you like came up with the idea i i maybe threw some stuff in there but that was all credit to you sir and now this thing exists like none of this would have happened had we not done this podcast. Like none of this, if we hadn't answered easy fit, if we hadn't answered James Dean email, none of this would exist in front of like, it's just words, man. The words made it happen. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, so anyway, guys, if you want to send us an email, if you want us to put little tidbits of information in your head to make you make awesome stuff like this, Send us an email, Michael Warhammer30k.com or Ryan at Warhammer30k.com. We'll go over your list. We'll go over your questions. Uh, we'll talk about your, if I were to have a million dollars, what kind of cool hobbies thing would I do? I mean, just anything. Send us a message. We're glad to answer. And then now we have the Radio Free Estevan Facebook page. Go there. Go leave us a visitor post and like, that's going to be a whole nother thing. Yeah. So. And then also listen to uh, all the other cool podcasts out there 
Northern Heresy, Varangian Heresy, uh, Eye of Horus, obviously, Age of Darkness, uh, Seize the Initiative, Wolfkin, Wolfkin, Geno 5-2, The New Covenant of Fire. There's Um, so many good stuff out there. Hopefully, we're going to try and get Covenant of Fire on here. We totally I want to get... Can we talk... I have that idea. We need to work on my idea of getting it like a representative of each show. We need to do that. Up, down. It's just like... You know, I could definitely interview them. Like, I can, like, I, I can do it any day during the week after work. Just, like, get them in. Boom. Tim, I know it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning over there. You're on. Boom. Jens, sorry, I know it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning over there. Get them on. Like, I could totally just, like, get people We on. need to do it. We need to send email out, and we need to do it. Because I, w- I want to help you do it. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we'll see how much we can piss my wife off, how many podcasting hours I can get before it just gets out of control. She blows a gasket. It'd be so good. I'd love it. <laughs> talk about their local meta. Talk about what. Oh. Why you keep yawning? Nobody wants to hear you yawn. Sorry, it's all this talking. So, am I boring you? Yeah, am you're I boring you? shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they stay up this long. Listening to our podcast. So, <sighs> anyway. I'm gonna That's, go do Sunday stuff now. Sunday, st- I gotta, I gotta go uh, look for a bastion. I gotta find a bastion so I can finish this stupid fucking building. I've gotta go uh, put together my last drop pod and like, oh my god, dude, these. I'm gonna post a picture up on the photo dump of all these drop pods, and people are gonna be so jelly. I love the way they look. They look so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the the transfers, bro. Hey, no problem. You took them no. next level. You took my drop pods next level. So, is that the army you're bringing up here? Maybe. Maybe. Try and keep it secret. I'm not playing in it. You can tell me. Either, it's just me and you. Nobody's either, listening. We either. don't. We don't. We don't have five or six people listening to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> either Blood Angels or Raven Guard. I don't know yet. Probably. Probably Blood Angels. Just because I want to go see them next year. Well, you could just bring one model. You don't no. have to bring the whole army. No. Nah. Hey, you can even build a you could build a list that combines your list and my list and borrow some of my stuff. I might do that. We'll see. So. We'll see how it works out. I, I think I think I'm gonna take them. I think I'll take my blood angels just because the the missions you have talked about sound like the blood angels would do all right. Sounds like they'll do pretty good. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I I think it's everything should be pretty well balanced. Nobody's bringing anything crazy that I've heard. So, looking forward to it. Should have a really good mix of armies and play styles. There should be. There's going to be several gunline armies. There'll be drop hot armies. There'll be a mix of drop line gunline armies. There'll be tank armies. There's going to be all that stuff. You probably won't see very many. There's going to be a lot of bikes. People like running like their bikes here. There'll be lots of bikes. Um, I don't. The only thing you probably won't ever see here are like just like swarms of infantry trying to foot slug. You'll see about everything else. I'm looking forward to it. So, alrighty. Seven flyer list from a Raven Guard. See how people <laughs> handle that. They will be mad at you, sir. (laughs) All right.
We all have a good one, guys. We're going to close out. We're actually going to use this special closeout from uh, Ben before we start playing the music. So, Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. You're the best. <laughs> See you later. Later, guys. This has been a broadcast from Radio Free Isvan. Fight on, brothers, for the Imperium. The Emperor protects.